Well, we've got Dan Greenwald here. Welcome back, Stan. Nice to have you. It's nice to be back. And he's brought Xbox One for us, which is brilliant. A final hardware this time playing in the retail box. Uh, yeah, we're playing through... Oh, Koenigsegg, Garrett R. Go back. Ah, that's the one I drove. Same color. That's the, was that model on Koenigsegg's test car? This isn't the R. This is the, oh, this the is regular the Agera. Agera? Yeah. Those are fun. That's for peasants. That's a I properly know, exactly. fun car. You get, did you say you get to go to, have to go to Sweden and drive that? I have gone to Sweden. I haven't driven the uh, Koenigsegg. I visited their area before the factory burned down. Oh, um, you haven't been to the new one yet? Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was go, years ago. Go say back, what's uh, up to Christian, and he'll let you drive this thing. We, we have a similar uh, hairstyle, actually. You do, actually, but yeah. you have eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he has, what's it called? Alopecia. Alopecia. Oh, does he really? Yeah, he has no eyebrows. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I thought which, it was it, a, which just furthers I his super like villain I status. A, I thought it was a choice. No, no, no. Well, I don't he went with no eyebrows. I think so. Well, I didn't. No eyebrows. I never noticed. He's more aerodynamic, though. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Now I feel bad. So, it's today is Wednesday. Forza 5 comes out in two days, right? Friday? Yeah, Friday. Ex- same as Xbox? Mm-hmm. Are you are, are we ready? Or are you ready or, is for, for the two days? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean you're here for some reason. I, I don't... Absolutely. So there's there's a big... You've, maybe you heard on the radio in L.A. there's a big party going on. Uh, people come down to get their Xbox 360s. I think yeah. it's at uh, Milk Studios. Did or you their say Xbox, Xbox 360s? You just said it. I, I got you. I <laughs> yeah, so they're going to get their Xbox Ones. And uh, I'm down for that, as well as to visit with you guys, talk to some of the automotive press, because thus far the press tour that I've done which has been many, many, many stops. Um, We were in San Francisco, so we didn't really talk to a lot of the automotive press. No, because they're all smarter than you there, right? That's in San San Francisco. Well, it doesn't matter who you are. When you go to San Francisco, everyone's smarter than you. Mm. And the the car culture consists of a lot more... Teslas. Yeah. (laughs) It's shocking. That's a $100,000 car. 17% of the California market in, in one year. Isn't that bonkers? Where else? What other car? What other $100,000 car do you see that many of? None. 9-11. 9-11. Everyone yeah. here, maybe. Here, yeah. here yeah. Oh, but only here. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah, in who Seattle, had... In Seattle, it's the same thing. It's yeah. like the Teslas are all over the place. 9-11s are popular in Seattle. Everyone who had a Bentley GT in LA now has a Tesla. Yeah. And and everyone no, who had a really Prius... I love that there's a, a population... <laughs> Fuck There's yeah. a population of people that own Bentley What's a socioeconomic <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yes. That's a, you drive one and you go, oh, this is nice. Who wants this? Well, it's just really expensive. It's a really expensive It's a really car. expensive Volkswagen. It with, really is. With great resale value, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever driven or sat in or been in a Phaeton? Is that the Volkswagen, the Volkswagen one? Yeah. Yeah, No, the, I haven't. I okay. Haven't. If you want to utterly ruin the Bentley GT, and I mean really, you will never be able to look at a Bentley GT the same again, just, just look at a picture of a Phaeton's interior. Because it is so clearly the exact same oh, really? car. Yeah, and you oh. know the Bentley has a little bit nicer wood trim, but it's exactly the same. And you can go on Craigslist right now and get a Phaeton for twelve grand. Yeah, but that's why I think the Phaeton's <laughs> rad. Like if you could afford yeah. the maintenance, you get a flying spur for twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You get a, It's a twelve thousand dollar car with a twelve thousand dollar repair bill immediately with it. Yeah. Yeah, but the interior's worth. But it's still twenty four grand. You're still killing it with you, that car. Yeah. So. <laughs> You got dogs snoring over there. Is that, uh, yeah, it's Darla, man. How right. she, we, she likes to make sure that she's 
gets on the mic. I honestly, single. I thought it was the grudge. I was looking for a kid in the corner and it sounded like that kind of... <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, you guys sent down uh, a representative who mm-hmm. brought us an Xbox to play with. It was very cool. It was in an aluminum case and shit. And we got to play around. And from what you're showing, showing us again today, it's basically the same thing. Um, but uh, you, you clearly said when you came in the door that we needed to learn some things about video game design. So <laughs> I put it more politely than that's that. That's fine. I, I'd like you to take a few minutes and shit on us. And just tell us what what we got wrong in that podcast. Because I'm sure there's a lot. Well, I'll tell you. It's not even you guys. Jesus, I've been on the road for a while. And there's a it lot to you, of... you, doesn't it? Well, of course it does. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Um... You know, obviously, this isn't how I pay the bills. Uh, I like talking to people about cars, and it's energizing right. to actually, you know, interact with people um, in the press and in the public. I especially like, you know, on Friday when our fans are getting their hands on it, and we get to see what they do. In person, everyone's so nice. You know, they're always really nice in person. They're on the internet, they're all assholes. Well, I, I just don't even necessarily read what people uh, are saying. It's when I'm when I'm talking to guys that uh, the assumptions that are made about how games are made, or how cars are made, or how a lot of things are made, are beyond videos. Probably, yeah. right? I'm sure yeah. you hear this a lot, right? Oh, People yeah, are like, well, yeah. why didn't you do this? And it's like, there's a lot. There's, <laughs> there are about 40,000 reasons yeah. that we never would have done yeah. that. But I get why you think it's a good idea. Yeah, That's kind of what I yeah. the, the question that I'm getting asked yeah. about. And, and it makes sense. So I've been actually spending the last few weeks deconstructing some of the questions, taking a step back and saying, well, wait, the assumption underlying that question is X, Y, and Z, and let's talk about that for a little while. And so it's actually not that I'm saying, oh, you guys are just wrong. What I've been actually spending a lot of my time the last few weeks is just answering questions. Correcting people, kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly... um, Is the biggest one that it's a completely new game, and so a lot of things that were in the old game might not be in the new game just because... They, sorry, they were okay then, but you wanted to move on in a new direction or whatever the next level up was from from scratch. I'll say that that's, that's the assumption that's made me most disappointed. That, you know, we really, uh, we rebuilt this game from scratch uh, because I believe our fans deserve it. They deserve yeah. this level of detail. They deserve what next gen really means. And for us, we had a rallying cry. We wanted to define next generation. So we wanted to say it's about materials, it's about lighting, it's about physics, it's about yeah. AI. It's about things that make racing great. And so we started this game a year before Forza 4 even launched. This game has been under really? development for I three I, years. I, yeah. I think you told us that last time, but that's like it's weird that that, that would happen. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you constantly then, if you're working on this new game, be questioning what's about to get sold? Yes. You know, put on the... Yeah. Okay, fine. But you, so, you also probably have to have a very realistic perspective of, like, this is what we can do with 360, that's what it will do, and now we have to be ready for, for one when it comes out, and it's like, it, do you, is it two separate programs? It is, but we did some way. prototyping. So in Forza Motorsport 4, we had Auto Vista, and there were 26 cars that you could open the door and get inside, and there were a million poly cars with high texture resolution, and we found that we made the cars as good-looking as we could make them. Yeah. And the problem was they needed to get worse-looking. They needed to get imperfect right, I remember you talking to about look that more idea. real. Yeah. So that was something we learned on Forza 4, that we basically, let's get them more perfect, more perfect, more perfect, and there still was this uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to some of the uh, material stuff that we're doing in Forza Motorsport 5. It, we found that it wasn't about texture resolution and poly count. It was about materials. It was about the human hands that make it. Mm-hmm. And that's what affected everything we did. So the windshields reflecting and the dirt getting on the car and the, the cobblestone streets and the, the marbles on the side of Sebring and the imperfections in the lens, the camera lens, right? Mm-hmm. It's We kind of added the little human imperfections across the entire game. 
and that meant rebuilding everything. And it, it, I remember when I was I was playing with the P1, it uh, it kind of it's something your your brain absorbs all at once. Like I know I noticed that when I looked specifically, there was the K rails had scuffs on them, and they weren't. It wasn't the same K rail copy and pasted. You know, over and over and over for the whole track. So it's like, oh, there's more. The scuff rises there because the car hit it and like rose up or something. Rolled. To and what that, extent and, like, do you the, have the memory? Now that now that he mentions this, to what extent do the tracks have memory, oh, if, if at all? Yeah. So uh, if you yeah, if you tag a wall or if you drift or whatever, do a donut in the, at the start line. Yeah. Different things have memory. There's there's two sides to it. So from a meta level, the way we designed the tracks and the markings on the tracks was we, we called it a history of violence. That we wanted the tracks that racing. Good is term. Needed. You guys come up with good terms. For uncanny valley history of violence it's like someone sits around and thinks of that shit it's a pretty big team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I be the name guy just come up with good names uh, you've stuff. come up with some good names yeah. before there was one there was one actually last time I was here you can, anyway, good name you came up them? with something that was really I don't good. know um so when we wrote the uh, when we actually write the descriptions of the tracks, even real world tracks, we would be capturing the stories of the track that a car went off here and hit the wall there, what kind of car it was, what paint color it was, so that we could add that level of authenticity. But that's static, and to, yeah. to your question, it's more about what's dynamic and what yeah. stays around. So we don't keep anything on the uh, guardrails, for example, right. based on what your car hit. That's written into the track. But we do have skid marks that show up in the track. You can do donuts and yeah. stick around, and also oh, they cool. drive a tar. Yeah, you know, the driver cars ahead of you are much less perfect than any AI system before. They drive like people, so they'll spin out, they'll mm-hmm. make a lot of mistakes, and they'll leave tracks in the dirt. They'll leave tracks on the uh, oh, on the is there, there are tracks through the grass that will stay too throughout the whole uh, the whole race. They stay they... for a long time. Uh, our goal was that nobody notices when they go away, but honestly, you That's can't leave them indefinitely because so That's the other side of making software is you do have to test things. Yeah, and yeah. So uh, infinite anything is. Like dividing by zero yeah. is just a bad thing in Do you general. Have barber yeah. on there because I'm sure he would absolutely. Bar- <laughs> the barber guys would be pissed if you start tearing up that grass. Their oh. grass is always perfect. It in is. The game. It's amazing. Oh, Don't yeah. they fine you if you actually put a wheel off on? I yeah, think yeah. they do. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 They'll they'll the track crazier than Nurburgring when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, there's Coda. If you drop oil on the track, they charge you 15 grand to get it off. Oh, like is that sure. is that because of the Formula One circuit specifically? Probably, and it's brand new, and they're yeah. like, well, "How dare you?" I, yeah. You know, I mean, things, well, they need to be perfect. It had to change. We had to change how we captured tracks to get that history of violence and that imperfection as well. Because on the tracks, we were saying we wanted them to look as if they were on the twenty fourth or the twenty third hour of a twenty four hour race. Mm. So that meant okay. having a well, lot of rubber yeah. build up. And when we capture the tracks, you can't get on them on the 23rd hour of a 24-hour race. and it's you, could actually, pull a, you could pull a Steve McQueen and just enter a car. We just entered a camera car. We have to run, How else would you do it? Is it cool if I play days. a little bit while we're talking here? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, we have to rent the track for two days to, to capture it. Mm-hmm. And often that's when the track is clean and there's no tents on it, yeah, there's yeah. no people on it, because we just rented it, right? Yeah. And on Le Mans, it's a little bit different because it's not actually assembled most of the time. Right. So we go in the week before the race when there's uh, intermittent practicing and there's uh, you know clubs like the RS Club or something is rented. You just have like a day. car with like scanning shit on it. Yeah, you just we drive do. The inside line, the middle line, you just do repeatedly at like a you know increments from the edge or whatever it is. Well, we actually uh, have a a laser rig on top of a uh, SUV, and yeah. we also have these HD cameras, ladybug cameras. They allow us to scrub through and capture things. We also have a team that walks the track three times, which okay. on a track like Le Mans is incredibly 
long walk probably, yeah, to do three times, and they're yeah. capturing like high resolution shots of oh, okay, different cool textures job. and places like that. Look at all the details. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of very specific stuff, or of of a like, it's like well, oh, they're all there's artists. a texture we can use, or it's like at the inside edge of turn three, you know, a foot from the curb, there's this, and it's well, like a they do it on site. So actually, we don't send. It's not a separate team from us. Uh-huh. The laser scanning team is a group that we can hire to help us out. Um, because they're running a laser rig. But as far as the guys walking the track and they see something strange, they want to get the camber or they do a special GPS reading or they take a shot of it, they're the artists that are going to build it. So they're they're ad hoc. They're like, oh, look at all this patching here. We should get that. That would actually be a fun internship if you guys had an internship program. The track walk internship would be a a cool... (laughs) It would be a neat one. It it reminds me, like, at Laguna Seca, the, the car lost because the grate came up at the Porsche race, Thomas yeah, filming. Yeah. It was the only time it's ever happened in Laguna Seca. Like, when you come through the corkscrew, there's a water grate, mm-hmm. like, right there just mm-hmm. past the eight-backs. And they kept hitting it all race. And finally, like, the lead car, like, the, the car was about to pass, kicked it up, and the lead car hit it and took him out of the race. Yeah, didn't Tom get a yeah. shot of this? Yeah, yeah. He had this on video. He has yeah. it on video. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then, they, like, they welded it back too. down. Oh, because it was just laying, it was just heavy laying in there. Yeah, all the time. yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's one of those crazy wow. details that yeah. like would totally pay off if you got. But you, dur- you do learn a lot about tracks from walking them. Oh most yeah. People, most, I don't think enough people walk tracks anymore. Because when do you do it now? You know what I right. mean? That's a lot of work. But on at one lap of America, <laughs> every mile, morning man. we would walk the track because we were racing on tracks we didn't know, and it was without walking the track, I don't even know how I could have gotten in a car and driven and put any kind of time down. I do love, though, going, like, get a pro race driver in a van. Hell yeah. You know, 15-passenger van with a one-handed pro driver is totally <laughs> yeah. the way to do it. And they're, you know, they're just <laughs> rattling off, like, yeah, you'd, you'd always line up a meter away from the curbing here because there's chatter on the road there, and you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I was talking to Blake when he went to Bondurant school, and the, the guy that was the instructor there yeah. drove him in the van, and yeah. he did a full lap with his eyes closed. Because he's done. Fuck swear off. Swear to God, Blake was like, I was not joking. The guy did the whole lap, eyes closed, with a 15 passenger van. Because he's done 300,000 laps. Imagine the lawsuit dude. if that went wrong. <laughs> yeah, but he, but, he, but he would have his eyes closed and he'd move out and he'd be like, he's like, there's a bump now, and he's like, and then you turn in here, and he just knew the whole thing. That's crazy. I, I when I did a Skippy in Lime Rock, Bruce McGinnis, who was an instructor there for years. Anyone who's been to Skippy for the last 30 years knows this guy. Great instructor. Was in. Have you driven Lime Rock before? Mm. Great little track. You know, he's in the the uphill, which is where you really load up a corner and kind of dive into this uphill corner, like with way too much throttle because the 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 gravity kind of sticks you to the ground. And his phone, and he's reaching his pocket and he's taking a phone call while like cutting it sideways through the uphill in a 15 passenger van. That's oh, awesome. so baller. That's cool. I was like, I want to be a race experience, man. Um, that is the way to see a track. You're right, though. Yeah. 15 passenger van is totally the fucking way to go. <laughs> Especially if you can be in the front seat. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're just seeing everybody's head turn yeah. before you. Like and a you're log just holding ride. on for <laughs> yeah, it's like your a life. Yeah. Roller coaster. And, way you know, front or way low. back. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. Last row, like hanging four feet off the rear axle. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> These are fun. They're fun when they're empty. They're light. So what are like the you, what, you know you you said something to me earlier that was a little unnerving because I we were going through the menus looking at cars and and I said oh can we drive that one you said it's not ready yet and the game has yeah. to go in, in two days the game has to be out by the time this airs though it will be ready, will be ready. well that was yeah. that was our day one PDLC 
So that's um, what's that an acronym for? Sorry, uh, just remind us. Whatever. It's downloadable content. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. player yeah. download. Okay, play. So yeah. it's um, so that was our it's our LaFerrari pack and includes the LaFerrari. It's got nine other cars. This is something that we really got good at as a team on Forza Three and then better on Forza Four, which is basically um, you know, just in time development of cars because honestly it takes a long time to make cars in yeah. fact it takes a lot longer now than it did for last generation so it last take longer to make cars or tracks way longer to take tracks okay our absolute shortest track this version took us nine months Jesus. wow and you did 14 of them yeah holy shit is it, is it, if you it's talk easier about to take a real track than to make one from scratch right Yes and no. Um, the problem is you do have to get on site with a track, yeah. and you've got to rent it for two days, and then you have to get all that data. And we we basically looked at all of our tracks from Forza 4 and all of the reference we had from Forza 4 and previous Forzas and the like, and we graded it. And anything that was below an A grade, we chucked. Okay. We chucked the reference, we chucked the CAD, we chucked all of it because it was not up to snuff for what yeah, we yeah, believe yeah. this generation was about. Some tracks had to be outright recaptured 100% soup to nuts like Silverstone. Ooh. Yeah. You know, like Silverstone, it's a different track than we had. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the same location, but it's totally it just, changed. It's completely yeah, updated. They, they and, yeah. totally remade it. Now it looks like Abu Dhabi and shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, we went to Yas. We got Yas as well. Yas is dope, though. It kind of is. Well, it's, the thing I like cool, about it. It's cool, but it's weird. It looks like Willy Wonka. It's a yeah. hugely polarizing track, you know, because there's people that love F1 and hate mm. Yas Marina because it is really difficult to pass in, and it's... It, I forgot the designer's name. It's, um, the, it's the guy. It's yeah. like yeah, the guy the who's done guy. all of them. Yeah, it's yeah. like Frank Geary of racetracks right now. Yeah. But I love the diversity that it adds to the game. Yeah. It's a very different type of track uh, to drive than like Prague or like yeah, Silverstone. Yeah. It's it's more geometrical. It's got some incredibly hard braking zones in it. It does make it very hard to pass in. Um, so it, it was just a new type of track and also a new feel. That I've never seen feel. it in anything but Formula One car. Is it easier to pass in a, if you have a race in a regular car there? It's more brutal, honestly. It, it? it naturally lends itself to like kind of DTM style, yeah. like, dive like touring car, yeah, yeah, touring car style racing, like WTCC. What's well, because like, touring car racing is the best kind of racing? Sort of. For, I'm Rally. not sure if it's you or the other guys, but do you guys do the GPS tracking thing now that will copy the road, or is that a, a PlayStation thing? I thought I read. I, I think that's. I think that's, that's transferred. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, sorry. Fine, then. So much information. These last two weeks, it's like constant shit about it's everything. Most dose video games. Yeah, what's amazing to me is oh, like not Zonda? not two years ago, the press were asking me if the racing genre is uh, is done. Well, that's oh, not yeah. I mean, what that's kind of that's the thing. That, you know, like, so that's that's I'm, what I mean about like, and I'm not saying this like I'm I'm angry. What I'm saying is like I've just seen it as wow. I, I've been doing this for ten years now, and I, yeah. I've seen the trends of what people are are um, asking about or interested in. You know, change and change and change and change. So for the last week, again, I took it more as a chance to just you know, tour around. People are going to ask questions, and I'll just answer them honestly with what game development really is, what yeah. we really do. Um, the other big motif going to 360 from the original Xbox, uh, at the time, everyone was saying, you know, how is any game company going to stay alive? Because going to the new generation is going to be so much more expensive. So that was kind of like the motif <coughs> yeah. of the new generation. Um, but this what, did it turn out that it was or not? Or at the end of the day, was it more expensive but at the same time much more profitable? Yeah, also? so it turned out that the game industry grew. Yeah. Right? And then two years ago, it was really about, well, now there's mobile gaming. Mm-hmm. So is is console gaming just dying? You know, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, tablets it's, are going to take over everything, according right. to the journalists. And so what it comes <sighs> down to is this hugely hyperbolic 
rhetoric that people throw around, and it's great for clicks. I mean, it yeah, really, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to feed your advertising on your website if you can get... Is racing video games dead? Right. The answer to, the que- to a headline that's a question is always no, by the way. 100% of the time. Or, you know, Turn 10 Dev says... Yeah. X. Don't so forget the, really the top five reasons why video game consoles will fail. Yeah, of course, you know. top ten lists are true. But, uh, but yeah. what he's saying, the question, if you go on Wikipedia, it's like a journalist in the 90s invented this like technique, mm-hmm. which is ask a question in your headline and the answer will be no. Yeah. And it's, it gets clicks, it does. But it's just, I think it came out of the same thing where they were like, why are younger people not buying cars? Are two people not like cars anymore? Yeah. It's like, no, because yeah. no one has any money because yeah. it's 2008. Yeah. Um, and you can have all and I think that discussion is interesting. So that, to me, is what I've been trying to have, is those discussions. Because I actually find it interesting, and I think the the press that are covering games and covering cars owe it to their listeners to be experts. Yeah. They do. And I can help them <laughs> but, yeah. if they're interested. Yeah. So that's... I'm it's not, hard to be an expert so, on everything. Which is fine. And I'm yeah. not... And so I'm not trying... To, I wasn't trying to level it as criticism. I've just seen that as the last week. I've just yeah. been like, the questions have come, and I'm like, I see where you're going there, and I'm kind of disappointed. Why don't we like take a step back, and if you want to you know, have a discussion about the industry, mm-hmm. which you know, I've been working in for a little while, or if you want to have a discussion about game development, which I've been doing that for a bit, let's have that discussion. Um, otherwise, you know, you know, play the game because the game speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, right. The, the, it looks the great. The game looks great. It's really fun. It sounds great. The, right. I mean, the, the two tracks I've seen so far are fun and, and very pretty. I, la- I, I mean, the layers of background are way beyond what I've seen in a racing game before. I mean, how many? Like, how far would you say? I mean, this is a. I don't know if I worded this right. How far off the side of the track can you see here in progress? Six uh, blocks? Is in, that six, oh seven god, blocks way or? far than that. So uh, after he's going to go up here and then go through a park, and as he goes through the park, uh, he's going to crest a hill and come down into the city. And when he crests the hill, he's going to be seeing like six miles. So you can actually wow. see the cathedral, which you then drive by later. You can see the cathedral from the top of this hill. So it's you look across so the river like, and across oh, yeah, the bridge. Yeah, you can see oh, so far. You're going to drive yeah, yeah, across yeah. that bridge, and then yeah. you're going to go to the cathedral. You can see the spires. Um, so that you're seeing the whole track. I love that. You, I love that this when they brought the game by before the reflections in the windshield. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though it makes it so much more annoying to drive with them there, you have to have them. So this is the other thing I yeah, find amazing. Um, there's a lot of things in game design that are completely counterintuitive. The reflection, by the way, of his hand shifting in the mm-hmm. window is a good touch. And it's all kind of we get for free with the materials. So the materials for the glass have a reflection like property oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they just Trace reflect. So they just do. You know, we don't have to like do anything special for that. Well, it's not like the old days where you used to have to model absolutely everything. Now you can rely on the hardware to do a bit of it. Yeah, so we're not like flipping flipping a duplicate model. I worked on a basketball game back in 1999, and that's NBA how we did it. No, no it's <laughs> NBA Inside Drive. Don't worry, nobody hand. nobody saw it. <laughs> no one's played a basketball game since the original NBA Jam. That was the I don't know what they're saying. Actually, the remake is badass. Uh, is there a badass NBA Jam? The, yeah, the there 2K, is. The 2K games are pretty good. NBA 2K. I think we just NBA don't play them. Oh, the 2K series. Yeah. We, we don't watch good. basketball. So, what was the game yeah. that you saw the zombie game for Xbox that you said looked Dead awesome? Rising. Dead Rising yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah. I just want so, to blast dude, zombies and drink Funny beer. as hell. There, I was, so I was on tour with these guys, uh, Dead Rising guys from uh, Capcom, mm-hmm. and as well as the Rise guys and the like. So we're all going to dinner together, and then during the day we're talking to the press and showing our games and the like. And there are a couple times I'm like in between interviews, I'd walk over to the Dead Rising area, and somebody is taped two weapons together. And so... so <laughs> 
There's this one where it looks like a dildo, and it's got two giant metal balls, and it shoots fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy is all... Oh, it's this is why we're demonstrating the weapon or fans who have brought this and go, could you turn this into a weapon? No, 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 no. This is this is in the game. Oh, it's actually already there. You can create it by duct taping different things together in the game, and you will see. That's awesome. Make your own flamethrowing weapon. That's the beautiful thing with the Japanese developers. They'll put out the craziest shit you've ever fucking seen. They have that crazy dildo from Seven. They do they have that in where you just like fuck the zombie dead or something. Wow. Yeah. All right, I went there. Yeah, it took longer close. this podcast. Yeah. What are we, hey, 30 yeah. minutes now? Uh, yeah, 26. Because, yeah, so it's usually yeah. it's under 20 it's where daytime. I get to that level of film. Anyway, Dead Rising is, I mean, it's fantastic. I love open world games. Yeah. Awesome? Well, this yeah. is the second time you guys launched with Dead Rising with 360 as well, right? If we did, it was off my radar. Yeah. This time it's very much on my radar. I'm just gonna get Chris, by the way, you did a work over on that Zonda right Yeah, there. I know. That, that, I fucked up the Zonda. That was an expensive Zonda. day for you yep, at the no, track. That's what's cool. I hey. did that with the P1 where I was smashed it up and like, you know, the, the detail of damage <laughs> like is the, much the, more diverse. The depressed, it's like the end of the race now and so this, this sort of, uh, it's on auto montage mode or whatever you want. What do you call this mode? It's just cinematic. The cinematic end of race. And there's a shot where the, the apparently no, art, the driver, you, is just kind of surveying the damage and squatting down next to the damaged car with a de- like what you could guess would be a depressed look on his face. And here's the press. Look, that was that was, that was me with the camera. Oh yeah, look, there's, there's the tech going. What the fuck the is this guy doing? <laughs> the tech's going. Hey, fucking gentleman drivers yeah. are ruining our. Car. But the important thing, I won. I, what I, what I love is just awesome lighting and yeah, all Lewis of these Hamilton shots. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton in the amazing. background there looking pretty bummed. That's awesome. It's like every man. race ends at 5 p.m. with sunset. So, uh, <laughs> so you guys have the top gear guys in here actually doing uh, doing kind of story stuff and like history on the cars. How much how much time do you actually have? Like, recording Shut up, guys. We we get a fair amount of time with the top gear team. Um, it's a creative partnership between both teams. So, mm-hmm. I I go over to the UK and their team comes over and visits with us. Uh, primarily, I interact with Andy Wellman. If you actually watch, What's he like. Mm-hmm. He's, we hear he's we hear he's fun. He's funny as hell. Yeah, we. So hear he and I immediately hit it off. It's it's been really interesting. This job's given me the opportunity to meet a lot of people who are in similar roles in completely different industries. And my assumption going in is I don't know anything about what you do and what it takes to do what you do well. Yeah. Uh, I that's my upbringing mm-hmm. is that I come in and like wow I'm amazed at what you do. That's really impressive. I'd like to learn more. But the thing that's been cool is that. I'm finding that in creative industries, so be it uh, Frank Stevenson at McLaren, um, who runs their creative department, was in charge of the P1, uh, their process, the way they talk, the way they hire, the way they maintain their people, the way they they combat attrition in their their team, and the way they inspire long-term vision is actually very, very similar. Hmm. And and I, I find that cool yeah there's also things i can learn but so, what about if you go somewhere like ferrari you know what i mean Com- for compared to mclaren so it's here's probably, the amazing it's thing a very different thing it's not really no it's not they use different words but the process the overlay the culture is actually very similar i'm surprised well i think it's, companies are figuring out what's the best way to make you know for them for it's making making cars and i think maybe 20 years ago like lamborghini probably I imagine and the jokes are always like they're a little bit lax but i think they probably were i mean they took august off and oh, they still but, do that shit. But McLaren, like their factory is super clean, it's amazing, and yeah, super yeah. efficient, and 
but it's not cold, you know, and it's 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 just very simple and very clean built. And same with Ferrari, they have like trees growing in there to keep the moisture right. Which I like the I trees. Think, the trees. Yeah. No, I, I'm not shitting on the trees. I'm saying I think they <laughs> both. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I don't like shit on the trees, Zach. Actually, I think that whole the thing with the trees and everything got them an award for like the best workstation, like the best place to work in in Western Europe. Nowhere else has trees inside. Subaru, the mall. The mall, yeah. <laughs> the mall has trees. Great place to work. They also sell shirts at the mall. <laughs> I think so just at the level that you're operating at, McLaren, Ferrari, you're gonna find more similarities than you might initially expect because well, that's what surprised me over the years. And again, my personality is such that I just. I'd rather enter in more curious mm-hmm. than assuming. And it's been very cool to meet these guys. And again, I assume that McLaren and Ferrari would have very different cultures. And mm-hmm. they, they do have different cultures, but their creative process is the same. And it makes sense if you think logically, take a step back and say, what are they really trying to do? A LaFerrari and a P1 are both intended to be no compromise cars. Yeah. They only come around every 20 years, proving out future tech being a, a visual version of the vision of the company. It's mm. a lot of Vs. But it, it's well, alliteration is it's key, really. So it makes sense that they would actually be approaching that from the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also designer culture, you know, strong designers are very respectful of, of different cultures and groups and the like, but also are getting inspiration from all over the place, from movies, from books, from pop culture, from religion, from politics, all of that. That's what was very similar, is that they're not looking at other cars. Cars are the last thing they look at. And it's the same thing for us. We're not looking at other games. Certainly not other racing games. We look at other areas. Mm-hmm. So we have... So you don't... You don't... That's an, We mean, play other games, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. what I'm saying is that's you not what inspires to, us. Oh, right, yeah. There's a base tool belt. So there's kind of features that are, like, uh, required for the space. Yeah. And you play other games to see what's the temperature of the requirements. Yeah. We play other games and other genres to build up our tool belt. This is just okay. a screwdriver versus a hammer. Would, where would you use XP versus credits? How would you use XP? Do you put in stars like Angry Birds? These are all different. Or Pokemon's got a car collecting game. We had that in Forza 1. You could do car collecting by picking your region. These are how the different genres increase your tool belt. But when you're actually looking for inspiration towards the longer-term vision of where you want to go, you need to use more emotive words. We were talking about the home yeah, space yeah. and Forza 5. And you also want to be looking in the real world, not in other people's video games, for the long-term kind of stuff, don't you? And looking at things that, that inspire other people. We want our game to inspire car it, culture. Like the voices of British hosts of Top Gear? Which well, is why that partnership was so important. Did they do their own writing? Did you guys have them do their own writing? Or did yes you, and no. Did you so, script write with them? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So we know each other now very well because we've been working together as a creative staff, and we've been linked together at the highest level, myself and Andy Wellman. Uh, it's not like we meet every day, but we get along fairly mm-hmm. well, and we can kind of understand where the other one would go and have a lot of respect for what I can't do what he does, and he yeah. can't do what I, what I do. So we're able to just throw ideas respectfully, like, hey, did you ever think about this? And he's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'll do the same thing. He's like, mate, over like, mate you know cool I've had this? a billion dollars for 20 years. I've thought about everything. <laughs> and that's, those are the conversations that I find really fun. Yeah. Is when we can just kind of spitball ideas back and forth. I imagine he is entirely terrified of running out of ideas every day of his life. Because he's had so much money to do so much creative shit for so long. It must be a constant state of how do I top this? I would be ins- incredibly surprised if he's that way. You think so? So I'll tell you, that the for me, when I hire designers and in my own role, um, ideas are not... I- ideas are like oxygen. Ideas are like fuel in a car. 
They're just required. Yeah. And you have a process for creating them, and you have a team that comes together, and you put different people from the team together when you know you need different ingredients. Yeah. Not because you know what the idea is going to be, but you know, like if you put fuel in the car and everything's working okay, it will have You'll get power. somewhere, yeah. And well, so that's I guess the, I th- I'm, the problem is that I'm thinking about it as you constantly need to make something a next level and maybe in video games you do but in Top Gear you don't you just have to make the next thing and the next thing doesn't necessarily have to be bigger than the last thing just have to be a different thing that would be paralyzing at least it would be for me to be fearful of that as opposed to just saying we've got a process we've got a team I can hire great people, and we can put them together in different ways, and they will just come up with the ideas. Well, they're creative people. They're always trying to figure out what next cool thing is inspiring to them or exciting to them. Like riding around with Thad, and he'll he'll look at something and be like, oh, you know it would be cool if we shot and did this, da 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 Thaddeus plus that's money never equals stop. fucking gold. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually that's the really that's the equation. It also usually equals In destruction. Fact, we should put that yeah. on the board of on the board of t-shirt ideas. Thaddeus plus money is all you really need to have well, a good. Well, you film. also need collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think people get caught up in I've got a great idea. Yeah. And here's the thing I've experienced: the one person's great idea can always be made better by a creative organization. Now that doesn't mean right. design it by committee. Having a creative organization that's able to actually work with each other and bounce off each other, you'll say you deconstruct it and say, "Why was that such a great idea? This reason, this reason. Oh, I got another idea that yeah. goes a different direction. You and need the next level people, idea because uh, the first idea is rarely the best one. It's often got a hidden piece of gold in it. Right. You've got to mine it out, yeah, yeah. and then you've got to go follow that vein to wherever the mother load is. Yeah, and that's just a process. It takes a certain amount of time, and the bigger you're trying, the bigger mother load you're going for, the more time you got to take. And this is what I mean about that's what's common in Top Gear. It's mm-hmm. what's common in McLaren. So I don't mean it's exactly the same process. I'm talking a much higher level. Yeah, I mean, how the, you attract the Top and Gear, the idea people. is I'm going to drive from here to here with a train, a motorcycle, and a car, and then it's like the up thing is, oh, well, I need to, you know, I'm going to buy some giant fucking marble statue to put in the back seat of the car and, you know, wreck out some things. And and making one plus one equal three by adding two things yeah. together that are thematic. Yeah. Well, they they're able to they, do they that really well. They the bicycle boat thing and they're like, yeah, that was cool. They're like, oh, what if we did a train and, and a motorcycle? And they're like, oh, what like, if we you know, murdered a vagabond here? in the third act? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that in Romania. They're like, what if, yeah. if you're a Romanian gangster, you have to kill someone put them right? in the trunk? They yeah. didn't do that. So you asked whether we uh, wrote their stuff. Yeah. Uh, There's some amount we write. We always then send it to their writers. Their writers either edit, keep it, or rewrite it. And then when it goes to the host, the hosts rewrite their own stuff. Uh, Jeremy in particular seems to have a bit of an antagonistic relationship with anyone writing his stuff. I don't blame him. No, I actually think... I bet bet you could tell if he's reading someone else's writing versus his own. I think it inspires him. A little bit of the, like... I would, never, I would never say better. that. I, I, I've, whenever the couple of times people try to write voiceover for me, I'm like, no, 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 no. This, this needs to be clear. I think he's, and he's a great writer. So you know, that's one of those things where, yeah, we'll write something yeah. fully intending that they're going to rewrite it, and then the writer or the, the final host might rewrite it themselves. But each one of those steps is an inspiration process mm-hmm. for one of the other groups. Whether they throw it away or keep it, it's... It just like, drives them in a direction. You're like, we kind of want to say this. And like, okay, we'll say it like this more. And then mm-hmm. he gets to the host, and he's like, this is how I will say that thing. You get the gist of it, yeah. basically. And, and so you can't talk to your challenge, voice. where you're like going around the simulated version of London, that was the same thing. We're like, hey, we'd like to do this kind of thing. Like, you know, if we were going to do it, we'd do it like this. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, but that we would be in a linear TV can we, show. Can we poke through that in the in the game? We've got um, the game on. Right is it on here? Yeah, right? it is. It is. Right through London. You had you had the boys wire you a quick two hundred mil. <laughs> yeah, it should be good. How do we how do we get back to that? Uh, let's see. 
Oh, it's down quit? to 192 after I bought uh, the Zonda. Oh, I think we'll be okay. Okay. You were saying earlier that you wanted the tracks to look like the 23rd of the 24th hour. Do you have any other like inspirational things that we should look for in here? Like, we talked about that home space, yeah. and the word we use there is desire, because ultimately this is about getting people connecting with cars and games. So this is talking about the garage space. that all yeah, the this, cars appear yeah, to, the baller-ass garage that I want to live in. So this is this is car porn. Mm-hmm. That's what video games are, though. Yeah, that's why I don't so think. So go into the here. So are you, you're you're much more fluid with this than I am, obviously. I, I think the question of will racing games die is totally silly because everyone is always looking to do something in a car that they can't do in their own life, which is why you, YouTube do you is big and videos and stuff. Huh? Do you well, want to do it in a pink car? Do I, of course I want to do it. A That's a question. Of course I want to do it in a pink car. It's breast cancer. You know, I only month. drive is pink it? cars now. Oh, really? Yeah. Now we One know. One Series M Coupe's good. One Series M Coupe is the right, right answer to any question. Yeah, it's true. You should. That's a good car. It is. How's your M3 holding up? Excellent? It is. It just. I never warm it up, so it just shits gas everywhere. Does it burn oil? You have E46? No, you have E92. Does yours burn oil? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> is it a, is it a BMW? I so guess tribal. That is that is crowdsource fail there. <laughs> Do not ever make an M1M in real life look like that. That one's okay, but the the, the tribal is crowdsource. Oh no. Well, right. Do you guys have? There you go. There you go. This is the Florida. Do you guys have your? Uh, be a pink floral the 1M. <laughs> you guys have your Australian race team now. Do you have that car in the game? Uh, that car is something we're working on. Okay, oh, it that's a, it's, it's a Commodore, months. isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's yes. a yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a Holden. V8 Supercar is the best kind of racing. Is there, is there, do you have Bathurst in, in the game? You do, right? I do. Yes. yes. You could race Bathurst. Oh, yeah, but let's take you to the challenge. Uh, when we have our own so, Xbox, I'm going to So basically, we're going to go to the Top Gear test track, and the Top Gear test track has been dressed up with... Um, what you would commonly see in London. So rubbish bins and huh. mailboxes and road signs and also paper cutout versions of Big Ben and things like that. Okay. And so the, is the idea to wreck them? The idea is just to have a fun race. Oh. And you'll see as you drive through <laughs> okay. it, it's, it's utter mayhem. Okay. But the whole thought here was, you know, if Top Gear was going to do something like this, they would do it they would take a lot of money to do it in a low-budget way. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's actually what we're basically doing here, because we recreated, using polygons and texture resolution, Big Ben, mm-hmm. uh, which means that's it costs us the same amount to, <laughs> to make, make this Big Ben. As, funny. as if we tried to make it really good, but we specifically made it look oh, like yeah, that. It right? probably so take a lot of money to make it look that shitty. You just exactly that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like Photoshop, just grab a corner and scale it out a little bit. It, it does look like I love the, face, the faces of your random drivers who were standing around were like the schlubbiest looking. It was it's, I, it had to have been intentional. It's like these three guys that look kind of like me if I hadn't shaved for a while and spent three days eating. <laughs> this is so awesome. We can run through these. Oh yeah, so it oh, basically nice. it turns into sort of a uh, one of Richard Hammond's kind of you know. Touring car legend, you know, races. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of crashing into stuff. Oh, Jesus. It is utter mayhem. Is. Oh, what uh, are these uh, things? Fl- oh, so someone cars? ran through Big Ben and all the parts of it are flying everywhere. There's, like, shit all over the track. Oh, There's London awesome. buses made of cardboard. They're just flying around. Oh, this is fun. Okay, yeah, I can see the appeal of this. Uh, this so, is going to be my Jim Connell. This, is, this looks really fun, dude. You guys here. basically There's put this together just to fuck with the physics, the didn't you? In, a, in many ways, we did. This, this whole... You know, in 
we believe that this game doesn't need to be compromised to be fun. So at the base, we have you know a is physics damage engine. turned on right now too. It is. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful about what you hit. There are these uh, black barrels that are like kind of water-filled type barrels, and they uh, they will break your car quickly. Yeah, because you can turn damage onto real, and then you can. It's you really know, hard to drive this game with no audio. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's all right. Uh, don't wait, 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 I, I interrupted you. Though. What were you saying about the physics engine was what? Well, just the design of Forza. I, I believe that uh, it's possible to design a game that has no compromise, uh, but still make it actually fun to drive. And I think people have been stuck in the idea that you have to compromise. And that's, again, why I think we've had good cultural alignment with teams like McLaren, that we can build physics that is absolutely on the cutting edge, doing things that weren't possible with last-generation hardware, doing things that uh, in tires and suspension that we had to invent new ways of testing these things to simulate them, it just, it just but then make it drivable. Resources? I mean, that's McLaren F1 back in the day was no compromise, yep. and it set the bar for 15 years, and then the Veyron, no compromise, and it made every hypercar manufacturer be like, oh, we have to Shit. go this fast now? Fuck. Yeah. And they all had to figure out how to do it. So on Forza 4, we changed our physics engine so that we could import data directly from a tire manufacturer's tests. And that was a really good approach, and other games are doing that now, and it makes sense because it's a really good approach. But when we were faced with more power, for us, it's about, again, no compromise. We improve the graphics, we improve the physics, we improve the AI, we improve the multiplayer. And in the physics in particular, we were looking at where do we want to put this power. So we have this incredibly complex kinematic model, multi-link suspension on a P1, pushrod suspension on a you know F1 car, and all of that is done in real time at 360 hertz, all of the different linkages, which creates... It, takes a linear spring and turns it into effectively a progressive spring because awesome. of the so way that Mustangs hop and you hit bumps yeah. and shit. Also, I mean, awesome. you're, you yeah. get wheels off the ground, uh, you know, incredible things that you're used to as a car guy that some have been in racing games because they've been hacked, some because there's been great physics in racing games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we're able to do this for everybody at $60. Uh, that to me is that kind of no compromise feeling. And then have it be drivable by my kids because there's all these assists. So when you turn, like, I can't drive this game with sim steering on. It's just too hard? Yeah, not unless I've got a wheel. If i got a wheel, I can do it. With a controller, I just drive in too much of a digital fashion. Yeah. It's hard uh, to make that finite a movement when the total throw from center to left on the controller is, you know, half an inch. You don't want it to be too hard with a controller, though. It just makes it fucking frustrating. But we give people the ability to have it be that hard. So you can change the assist so that you drive with a... uh, You drive manual with a clutch, and you can have sim steering on. That's cool. I can't imagine the clutch with the controller is pleasant. Like, what's the the point of that? But do you want to give them the option? Because some people just want that extra challenge. And that's the elegant design to me, is that we've got a game that... uh, someone who's really into that level of sim can play and feel at home and it fits them like a glove Mm -hmm. and a kid can play and it fits them well and they can have a great time rather than making a trade-off and we've been rewarded with an incredibly diverse group of people playing i mean we we did a customer satisfaction survey after forza 4 and got feedback on the types of players we had playing the game and the number of women playing our game is huge. The, in hmm. France, 34% of our players are women. In France? Oh, France. Yeah, that, that happened to be the highest one. It was lower percentage yeah. in other countries, but it was an incredibly high percentage. And that is because we've taken this tactic of Stefan Sarazen, the pro race driver in France, is in our community. He's trained drivatars. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a really fast driver uh, in our game, and we've got kids and women playing. So I think people take, they tend to, to judge something based on their own entry point. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, Which is yeah, fine. Again, like cars, everything right. else. People are like, well, the only reason you'd make this car is for 
the reason I'm going to judge it, mm-hmm. and it's failing, yeah. or it's doing great. Why would you drive a hot rod in this? Right. Why would you drive a Prius, or why would you drive a Bentley? Yeah, which is why, why I love Dan Neal's feedback on things. When uh, <laughs> when he's talking about, like, uh, oh, the, like a Camry. Yeah. He gives, he gives a impression on a Camry that is fantastic. Yeah. He's talking about, you know, why Toyota, Toyota would make it and why people would buy it and all that. And yeah, everyone right. else is just and sort of like, yeah, this Yeah, but a Camry, you should disregard the Camry. And he's yeah. like, how could you disregard the best-selling car in the United States? <laughs> yeah, Meanwhile, can't disregard totally. that. Meanwhile, yeah. I read a review of the C7 Corvette from some local journalist like three or four weeks ago that shit all over it because it wasn't electric. Right, well, see, and that's the lack of perspective. Exactly. Yeah, Daniel's yeah. very good at perspective of, here's a minivan. Like, a lot I have of a your, minivan, here's why you get a minivan. I hate to say, are a little bit, you know, tightwaddy about cars that, you know, might be for fucking drag racing. Like, mm. Europeans get all uppity about cars that are essentially made for drag racing because they are they don't have advanced, like, like, you know, Mustangs and live axles. You know, like... Yeah, I, I people take Mustangs to road courses, but a lot more people take them to the drag strip. Yeah, you know, so it's that kind of thing. Well, I've got friends that are here from the UK, and they won't touch anything that wasn't built there. Well, that's just utter snobbery. Yeah, it wasn't built in the UK. Well, now in, in you're limited in Europe. to driving a bunch of fairly shitty cars or some very expensive cars. There's almost nothing. Although in it'd be them. great if everybody in the UK drove a Morgan. <laughs> Three wheeler. You just issued a Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here's your P code in your Morgan. Exactly. Everybody's got old timey goggles, a scarf on, and like a bomber jacket. Yeah, and jumper cables. Yes. Yeah. Here's, here's a green card, Morgan. And uh, yeah. well, the great thing is you can mend it with wood glue. Spotted too. Does, does all this crap all over the track in the Top Gear Challenge add up to anything besides things to run into and fly around? Are there points for any of this shit? Or is Not it just, really. So this is literally just a race with a whole bunch of cardboard. Is this R and D for your future, okay. like Mario like active Kart. physics? Like, are you going to be able to hit buildings and you know bricks that shatter? Or is that? Uh, Am I really going to answer any of, of these yeah. sorts of questions? That's for uh, uh, Al Jazeera Forza Six, where you can just drive into things and they explode. <laughs> <laughs> what what we found is that we've got ideas, things that we'd like to do that we're waiting for technology to pick up with, right. and there are a lot of ideas that are, you know, really great to prototype. So we, in essence, prototyped Forza Vista, in you know Forza Four, the the whole opening the car doors and looking around the car. So we do. F- Trend, tend to run our projects on kind of a three-year, two-year, one-year basis where we're looking at when you would do production versus prototyping versus concepting and having multiple teams that are leapfrogging each other. Because some people are really good at certain phases of a project, mm-hmm. and there are certain ideas that need more time to bake. And a lot of it, you know, the true engine of innovation is throwing things away. It's you come up with a lot let, of ideas. Let it go. Yeah, you yeah. don't get. I don't get married to ideas. Yeah, I get excited about them. Yeah, and then we go and we try them. We prove them out. We apply logic, and then you throw some away. And I remember Jesse James so. going. It was on Monster Garage. Someone's going, but I put nine hours in this, and he goes, "Well, it doesn't make it not a piece of shit, does it?" <laughs> and that's sort of you know you have to be like, who cares how much time we've dumped into this? It's just not gonna cut oh, shit. But that's also yeah. programming in general. Is you get to a certain point with a code base, and you go. I just have to throw this thing out, even though I have four years invested in it. You know, four or five years ago, well, it, to get what I want to out of it, we just got to start over from scratch. You know, you run into a tough problem also when you when you are making a game for a really long amount of time <laughs> that you find yourself remaking your old stuff. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. kind of this this inverse you that if you only have if you're making a giant giant game like a Forza Motorsport Five, if you only have six months to work on it, you're not 
going to be able to provide the amount of time to do concepting, prototyping, production, and closing it down. You, the ideas are going to be too big. The mm-hmm. production is going to be too yeah, big. Yeah, you get real racing. So you need more time yeah. right, to actually do those things. You're, as you add more time, you're going to be able to accomplish more to a point. And at a certain point, you're going to get diminishing returns because your old work gets dated. It gets dated by the new ideas. It gets dated by the new code. The, the old work just has to be kind of retired. So there's this inverse U where the more time you add, the quality actually starts going up, 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 and then it levels off. And then the quality actually starts going down. When this you start is another going over those, it too many times and overthinking it. And, right. And, yeah. and so this is another one of those game production things that people don't necessarily think about. They're like, oh, more time always equals better. Nope. My experience in game development is that's not true. It Obviously, there's variables, how big your team is, how well organized your team is, how you can shape that you, but it always has that you. Well, I think we're seeing that right now, especially with a lot of the Japanese developers, is they're letting things linger for so long that they're, you know, they've got stuff that they've completely missed some of the previous generation on because they spent so much time rehashing ideas that they had early in the development cycle. Like, I can't remember, one of Sony's big first-party titles um, from the same guy that made, like, Shadow of the Colossus and all that mm-hmm. stuff, they've been working on that game for six years to the point where, supposedly, they've rewritten it twice already. Well, like what Lexus I, LFA. What I yeah. learned at like art school and yeah, doing did get recreated projects, four it's, times. <laughs> you you just got to know when to call it done. Be like it's done. This is like yeah. as far as we're gonna go for now. It's as good as I can get it right now. It's done, and that's in two days. Yeah. That, so, uh, that, well, no, because you have you have downloadable content and mm-hmm. up there on the updates, and that's you know there's that, a isn't Xbox though. One much more yeah. friendly to that kind of thing. It is, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other thing is just having, this is what I mean about having multiple teams working at different cadences. There are teams that specialize in making this just-in-time creation. Yeah. It's 10 cars a month. That's how we do PDLC. And we're able to compress the amount of time from getting the car initially to actually completing it. We can compress it down to about six months. We can't compress it any less. But that still means shooting your artillery a long time before it hits the hill. Yeah. So you've got to see the car, know the car. If you see a car in Geneva, it's too late. You know, we we have to be in bed with the manufacturer earlier. Yeah. And a lot of times the manufacturers are going into Geneva with, uh, they just put the last screw together like, yeah, right yeah. before they roll it in there. So it's not like they're going to have CAD data. You mean for we us. have to drive it on stage? Unless it's Volkswagen because they've been selling it in Europe for like a year before it you know appears in an auto show. They're pretty good about using their platforms in lots of places. I can kind of oh, I mean, that's their manufacturing process. Yeah. But they also will, well, they'll bring up Passat, and they're like, this might be the next Passat. Right. Like, that's going to be <laughs> the Passat. It's Passat. clearly <laughs> done. So we've got these different teams at different cadences, and that allows us to do things like PDLC, but also prototype new ideas and work on projects much farther out than, uh, than traditionally people would expect of a team that's got a game coming out right. you know, on a two-year cadence because we're actually starting the game long in advance by having multiple teams. So have you, guys, uh, have you guys uh, brought the British team that worked on Horizons into the, full, into the main Forza team fold to help out with things now? Or? That was actually the other benefit of, of working with that team was we had a team that was working on our code base, so mm-hmm. in our physics, in our rendering engine. And so they are a team that they are an extension of Turn 10. We are culturally you know, commingling, so we work on the same games. It's not that they're the same team, mm-hmm. but it means if we get in a pinch or there's some technology that they're better at, or there's technology we're better at, that we can shoot over some number of devs for a small amount of time, or artists, or designers, or whatever is needed to just help out. And there's no, like, they're not, the staff is integrated. We know each other. You know, we know mm-hmm. each other by name. Mm-hmm. We know each other by face. So having both teams able to do that gives us a tremendous amount of agility. Now, obviously, our goal is, is to have every team be independent. 
But the reason we structured ourselves this way is so that when you're in a pinch, you can actually pull people from here, from the prototyping group over in a production or concept group in a yeah. prototype mm-hmm. or just-in-time development, you know, get them working on things. How uh, how friendly is Forza going to be to, like, multiple screens and, like, the full-motion simulators, like that crazy CXC stuff? Mm. So the Xbox One, being a new platform, has a new security environment. And that is, uh, that's actually something that I can't say I understand a lot about security. It's not my area of expertise. Mm. But from what I understand, there's a security chip required on the peripherals that you actually plug into it. Okay. And that is a security chip that the manufacturer of some piece of hardware gets. Yeah. And oh, it okay. goes through an API. And then also the, the whole languages, drivers and APIs of the hardware, these are written for the Xbox One, but they're based on Windows, which makes it really easy to develop for. But I think they are different, which is when I asked about the wheels, for yeah, example. yeah. The wheels speak a different language. Logitech has their own set of drivers for the PC. They speak, let's call it French. They speak a language that is different than the language spoken by another. So it's not all direct input. It's not all the same language used by uh, just a PC. So does the chip like tell it how to talk to? It's the two Xbox parts. No, better? the chip is security, as far as I understand. Oh, okay. And the language is sort of the driver. It's oh, the language okay. that it yeah. speaks with the console. So it's not simply plug things in and play unless they're using a straight direct input. Which wheels with a with all the force feedback tend to be more proprietary. So that it, they just basically the the console doesn't speak the same language as the 360 or the PC. It speaks a modified language. Mm-hmm. And and to get that working is going to take, uh, in, in essence, time and energy, Is that which on, is not on my team. I, I was going to say, is that on the team? Like, say, there's a company that's building one of those, you know, full capsule, three-screen, pedal, wheel combo type, type things that they're going to sell. Is it up to them to make it work with an Xbox One and with Forza? You know, or do they work with you guys with that, or is it just like you, they have to build it and figure out how to make it work? It's a little bit of both. I mean, there's a team that they can work with to get the chip. It's basically a licensing team. They get the chip. They work with the API. They can write APIs and get them blessed by the console. There's a lot of different ways that things can be done. Honestly, these are generally such small teams mm-hmm. and small uh, you know, communities that use them that it's not like there's a set process for how these things get done. When you're talking about like a massive controller run, like... Uh, you know, some special controller, but it's going to be used in a lot of different uh, games. And it's going to be sold in every Best Buy and something like that. Like a gun or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those are things where there's going to be more of a set process of integrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it has to work and it has to So, work, like your third party regular controllers, like your Mad Cats and your stuff like that. Those There's a special way that they are yeah. going to interface with Microsoft and get things in. They, they know how to do it, and Microsoft knows how to do it, and it's really written in stone. Um, and, and very easy for the companies to work in. When you're dealing with a company that's doing something incredibly specialized and it's only going to be used by, let's call it, 10,000 like, yeah, 10, like people. Actually, yeah. like similar yeah. thing, right? At that point, you've got a lot more options and in some ways a lot more hurdles. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot more options in that we could use dev kits. So could, we did a hydraulic system on uh, Forza Motorsport 3 and 4 that we took to E3 using development kits rather than retail hardware. So it wasn't for the retail fan. It was we're just a demo it. thing, the one-off kind of deal. And that was super easy for us to do because it's a retail kit. There's yeah. no security. We can write straight to wherever we want to go. And, and you could run the thing off mm-hmm. a computer, not necessarily off a retail Xbox. Which Although, totally changes which is how you do it. Which is interesting thing. this time, though, because all the Xboxes in a few months will be dev kits, too. Because they're uh, so, maybe dead. Um, that's what they've kind of that's what they've kind of announced is that 
if you're a dev, you can get it just basically switched we're, on with a dev. Account. Nods from, from uh, the it, it is. Yeah. But, sorry, it, <laughs> it is for the indie community, but that's not what helps Forza run in a dev environment. Yeah, we need yeah. it to run. We would be running Forza in a dev environment. You'd have a guy whose job it was well, to monitor you, that whole thing. You guys are first party, so it's a whole yeah. different game for you guys. Yeah, but yeah. it means we wouldn't. We don't necessarily want to give uh, dev code over to the world. Right. Right. That's yeah. there. That's why we have security and all that. So we can't be taken apart and having, for example, some of our assets used yeah. in other games. Or um, you know, a reverse engineered and a mod chip sold online for it. The sure. point of that yeah. question was, it's not an, it's not your guys' fault, is it, that uh, someone's fanatic wheel doesn't work on for <laughs> Xbox 360 Look, doesn't take- work on Xbox One. I, I am beholden to our fans. Yeah. We have a tremendous fan base. They demand a lot of us. And so it's when I'm saying that, uh, you know, uh, yes. It's, it's a completely it's on new me. system. But so it's, on me. it's on me. It's on me. I would disagree. You think it's on you that, that an old, uh, uh, Xbox 360 wheel won't work with X4 or 5 on Xbox One? It is my goal to get players excited about games and get gamers excited about cars and I work for Microsoft, even though Turn 10 is where my heart lives. Uh, we are a Microsoft group. Yeah. And ultimately, that means I want Xbox One to be the place where you are excited about cars and games. That's what I want. So for me, my vision is not about the Xbox One. My vision is about cars and games, but my home is there on Xbox One. So I absolutely want to do everything in my power to get any hurdle out of the way of everybody. It's why I make a game that can be played by women and by kids and by sim guys. It's why I don't want to compromise is so that I can make it a very broad home for everybody and that everyone feels at home there. Any obstacle that's in the way. There's features that people say, you guys have to do this. And I'm like, yes, we do. I agree. It's on me. We I would like it this. if the 360 wheels worked on Xbox One, but if they don't, I understand why. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a completely it's, new system. It's kind of like if, you, if headers that they sell for an E46, you can't bolt up to a 1M. You're like, well, it's a different car. You know, we're going to make a different thing. going to make changes. New body style. It happens. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, there's going to be Is there anything that, pe- that people who have played the game have been critical of so far where you're like, shit, they're right? There's a few things that... Because uh, there's so many details. There's yeah. So, it's, there's so much involved... It's inevitable you're going to miss something somewhere. There, There's going to be bugs because the game is so enormous. Yeah. And it's the other secret of software. You know, most people think, again, that games are about ideas. If you've got a good team and you've got a good process, the ideas flow. Mm-hmm. Games are about testing. That's where we spend our time. You spend your time testing it. Grandma's you test boy. It, you test it. And you All test about it, grandma's test boy. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris building Shot Engine, like, Testing, 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 constantly doing updates, changes. That's, testing, that's what right. software development is. doesn't it matter is. what you're doing. It's right. all testing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. not baking and when, a cake. Absolutely. And when you've got testing. this much surface area, you know, million poly cars, everything can open. You can, you know, in Auto Vista, Forza Vista, you can turn on the lights. You can paint them all these different ways. There's all these different materials. You can put carbon fiber all over a car, make it aluminum. You can do all this different yeah. stuff. Each one of those is just adding surface area to test. So my belief is that people are going to find bugs and we're going to fix them. And it's not because it's poorly tested. This is our best tested product to date. It's one of those That's that we be just... the best thing about having the internet and, and downloadable stuff. Absolutely. If you, if you released a game in 95 that was like, there's bugs, like... Oh, you know, well, that was the thing is like back then, I mean, it was just, obviously the scope of the game was much smaller, but you were burning ROMs to cartridges. Mm-hmm. There was no going back. Yeah. If it was broken when it shipped, you had to recall millions and millions of dollars in inventory. Mm-hmm. Now it's, yeah, you throw out a patch. 
and patches were hard to do even when they, once it was even PC development and you could do patches it was still a more involved process and yeah. now we can launch patches as needed um, well because it'll say when you turn your game on it's like you can't play until you download this <laughs> right and the cool thing about the Xbox One there is that there's an install region so these games are huge now right I mean I, I, so Forza Motorsport 4 two DVDs right so that's yeah. what like let's call it 14, 14 gigs. gigs at yeah. most but it was less than that because we didn't fill up the second DVD Forza Motorsport 5 is 37 gigs. Yeah. The, what does it come a, on? It, come on. it comes on a Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. That's colossal. It's just huge. And that's mm-hmm. because how big the, the worlds are. It's how big the cars are. It's all these features we've added on. And again, you can think of that as a way of that surface area. It's right. another measure of surface area. It's not the best, but it's another one. How big is your QA team for the, for the game at this point? The QA team is... It grows. We've got several concentric rings. We've got a core QA team, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, Microsoft Test. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten up to 250. It, it, it gets much, much bigger over time. So you're, you're dealing with QA teams of hundreds of people testing oh, yeah. the game now. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we also do it a beta. Um, we get bugs from that. And the great thing about the Xbox One architecture is it's this 37-gig thing. If we had to update just one file and you had to re-download... Like, oh, God. Right? Mm-hmm. Or what if you just were installing some file out here and you, you couldn't play it all till at least that one file was installed? That still would be a bad way of doing it. With the uh, the way that it's done, there's an install region that's very small, so it takes you about you know 15 minutes mm-hmm. to install what you need to play. So when you start Forza Motorsport 5, we don't install the whole game immediately. It's installing while you're playing, and you never catch it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you just keep well, playing. That just comes just with the computer having enough memory to run that in the background. Exactly. And the way the uh, OS was architected. So That's it can do move. multiple things the at once. The move is if you can run more shit in the background and not have to sit there waiting and staring at a little swirly thing for too long. Well, That's should nice. take some notes on that. That's though. one of the big changes from the last generation, though, is just like, that was the thing, is that we got to those, you know, half hour, 40 minute installs in the previous generation. Mm-hmm. And now, like you were saying, you get that small sector that just basically bootstraps it. And then it goes. It starts installing while you're playing the damn game. Mm. But what I think is still unknown, at least it's something that, that it's unknown to me. This is again, it's bigger than Forza Motorsport 2. So Forza 2 launched uh, a year and a half after the Xbox 360 launched, mm-hmm. and it had 12 environments and it had 270 cars. Some of those were liveries. We now have 200 cars and we have 14 environments, so more environments. But it's now uh, five times bigger. As a uh-huh. as a game, making that amount of content this generation is a is a huge switch for people who have been making games. You know, we were known for making one of the biggest games with this fourteen, you know, whatever ten to fourteen gig game in Forza Motorsport Four. Now it's thirty seven gigs out of the gate. It's we're going to be doing DLC. We're going to be doing expansions. We're going to be doing all this. You know, I mean, it's added time to stuff. get the the smoking tire car pack. It's we need to get on this. Like, How do we do that? I don't know. What do we do? Delorean airbags. Yeah, <laughs> putting airbags. When are you getting away. that in anyway? The DeLorean. Yeah, Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been almost a year. It's every three hundred and fifty nine days from when I decided I wanted to buy one until it will be sitting in my just shy of a whole year. So not a, not a slow process. Not a fast process. Not a fast process at all. Not a fast car either. But a very <laughs> very, very fun cool car. It's kind of now ironic. It's a Texan car. Yeah, no, dude, it's Irish. 
It was built in. It was built in Dunmurry, Ireland. That's why so is this an original or is this one of yeah. the new originals? It's a, it's a fully restored original. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I thought you. So there's a company in Spinal Tap. We were the originals. Then we had to become the the new originals, <laughs> and then the originals yeah. became the the regulars. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, Barn Find Restoration. Barn Ready Find. So they restore it with I think parts that they bought from the factory. Yeah, right? original new with restored with new old stock parts as well as some totally new parts like electronics and shit like that. The company so, like, things cool. actually they work. Have, you go in and there's like 30 doors on a it's like Costco. Yeah, that's the company in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but they yeah, have yeah, a right. they have an office in or a shop in Huntington Beach here. Oh. The car's only 20 cool. miles from here. It's great. Hmm. Brilliant. I'm so excited. Is he going to be able to go up this hill? Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, just, just checking. Hell yeah. What is, is he going to be able to reverse out of the driveway? No. That's the que- the question is, will it get in the driveway? It's not. Oh, over the gap. Over the gap. Yeah, yeah, our driveway's terrible. I think it will because... No, I really do because my Volt, my Volt does. And I, I'm thinking about the DeLorean as compared to the Volt. I don't think it's much lower. Okay. We're in an air quote SUV that we rented from Avis and yeah. it, uh, it barely it, got did over you, it. Well, really? Come on. Depends on the angle you take. Depends on your angle. angle depends, it's all important. strategy. It's okay. all about the okay. angle. And worst case scenario, AccuAir <laughs> wants to put airbags on it. It's all about the Wouldn't angle. Wouldn't that be dope? Yeah, I, I knew somebody was going to pick up. Yeah. What? Oh, just all about the, angle. the double entendre. Yeah. It's yeah. all about the angle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the motion of the ocean. Yeah. All that shit. <laughs> what else do we need to know about Forza 5? Yeah, well, we have well, you here. We look, have your attention. Give me some. Give me to the goods. What's up with the real inside sketchy secret shit? 37 gigs, it's huge. At heart... There's always something in every Forza that I'm kind of waiting to see what the hell happens. Because we do some things, okay. every version we've done something that's been a little bit out there. Okay. So we've had Auction House and Storefront for getting people to share UGC and what the hell was going to happen. Yeah. Nobody had ever done this sort of thing before where you really empowered a group to create crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Where were we going to get, you know, big you know swastikas and penises and pot leaves yeah. and all that of course we were <laughs> yeah. so the question was how are we going to deal with that and how is the community going to self-police right uh-huh. so there's some anxiety around that the thing that I've got right now is the drivatar technology is just new and different it's it's again it's just uncharted territory mm-hmm. it's not like replays it's not like rewind it's not like traditional AI it is different so it can be brutal it can be fast it can you know, cut corners, it can go wide, it sideswipes, it does incredible things. It also yeah. sets you up with racecraft. Um, crazy. I've seen it do some incredible stuff. Right now it's being trained by, let's call it 3,000 people. Let's get, is, let's get 3 million. Employees of, of your guys as yeah. well as media. And, and beta. And, and beta, we had a beta, yeah. but that was employees as well of, yeah. of at least Microsoft. So it yeah. is like racing lemons because there's it cars is. going off, yeah, there's yeah. cars cutting corners. It's, it's, it's going to be kind of drivers, mess. bad drivers. Oh, in the beginning. So the thing we've got right now is it looks like real racing. It doesn't look like Formula One racing. Yeah, it looks like real yeah. it looks weekend like racing. It looks like real yeah, races, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Spec Miata, it looks like lemons. It looks like, I mean, it looks like touring car racing. Can you make the drivers especially shitty in Ferrari Challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video? No, it's from the, go from the Circuit of the Americas race. The you know they, the Ferrari Challenge is run in support of F1. The the race was. I saw some clips from literally a cell phone video from the sidelines. It was an utter shit show. It was a ama- it was looked like a lemons race, but all Ferraris and just smashing into each other. And It'd like, be nice to be to be able to throw a Ferrari. Yeah, one guy like spawned abandon. and like made a U turn into the uh, wrong direction of traffic. It was like amazing. You know, be a sweet <laughs> Easter egg is if you could be total spying and figure out which journalists have bought Xbox One, and then 
take their driving and then you could have like the journalist invitational because there'd be a lot of really shitty driving in it and there'd also be like a lot of really good driving but it'd just be funny if you could pop someone's name up above it so we've had a lot of people ask about that you know because we've got a few professional drivers that are known to play in our community and a lot more that we've heard about but they didn't want to get into marketing yeah. right they were just like hey we love your thing yeah. but don't tell anybody because yeah. I'm paid by somebody else yeah. right yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so we keep their secret but I think the cool thing because I've been asked this by a lot of journalists is like well hey are you going to are you going to promote which drivers are playing I'm like no but I certainly would love to support our drivers tweeting what their gamer tag is because yeah. in in the Xbox One you can follow people. It's not a dual commit friendship and relationship. And you can see it shows whose drive avatar it is. Exactly. So it's so like, oh could, look, Andy Lally's in this race. You or could whatever. pull them into your race by making them a friend. They would show up in your as a drive avatar against you if they tweeted uh, it out. Cool. And they don't have. It's do you, like ha- do you have Twitter. to do that, or you get randoms also, right? You do get randoms, yeah. and if you go to the hardest difficulty level, this is what will happen when we get millions of people playing. It's a statistics game. The number of people that are as fast as a professional race car driver is small until you get three million people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point, the number of people is fast. You have like fourteen year olds and shit who are yeah. beating that really long around fast. Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah and they're sure. not. You know, with our physics engine, they're not cheating. <laughs> no, yeah. That doesn't mean they have the physical capability <clears throat> of doing it in the real world, overcoming their fear, endurance, yeah. uh, smoothness, all mm-hmm. of those things. But when it comes to in the game, they are driving the real physics that fast. They're taking a proper line. You know, straight line braking, trail brake, late apex, power on the way out. That's what the drivatars do of these great drivers because they were trained to, not because the drivatar was programmed to do it. Yeah. They learned it by watching it. Yeah. Drive the way they drive. This is the thing I have the most anxiety about with just, not that I think it's going to go wrong. I don't know what it's going to do. Do you think it's the lower levels will become a much bigger shit show and the upper levels will become much harder be awesome. than they the have been? Be I mean, if the upper levels are realistically like all yeah. pro drivers and kids in their parents' basement who are amazing at the game, the top level gonna is going to be really hard. Yeah. It'll be like Halo. <laughs> like, dude, if you ever play Halo now or Call of Duty, if you're playing the dudes that are the best, and I'm saying I'm presumptuous with dudes, but we'll, mostly... Um, if, it's make, if it makes you feel better, it's ridiculous. I saw, yeah. so I just no, saw some like, video of Halo <laughs> yeah. playing that was like ex- exploiting uh, like uh, Easter eggs in the game, mm. you know. And there was a guy who like jumps off a cliff, oh, lands a on a falling rock, jumps off the falling rock, somehow jumps off the falling rock twice, and then you know lands yeah. on a cloud that he uses to climb up. And it's like, what the fuck? There's, there's the people figured out a lot of hacks with yeah. Halo of flying and double jumps and stuff. But yeah. but either way, um, are you guys gonna have any plans to? We probably can't talk about it. Um, take those people that are amazing at the game, but don't have the physical ability to do it, and develop a program like. Where they drive real cars. Forza Academy. So the nice Forza thing Academy. is, well, I'm not going to go there. There, are, yeah. the nice thing is, we do have a strong relationship with Bondurant. So yeah. I've done the Bondurant school a couple times. These guys are great. They are awesome. Bob and, and Pat are the shit. <laughs> Did you go in a hot lap with Bob? Yes, and and I love. Would the, you like to come for a ride in I, my ZR1? <laughs> and he whips it. Yeah, and he scares the shit out of you. Yeah. You're worried he's going to have a heart attack, except you're about to have a heart attack, and he's just fine. Yeah. He's wearing his pants backwards, but he's just running you know, two yeah. seconds fast. <laughs> He's like he's a ringer almost. Oh my he's god! So charming. Oh, he's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's kind of all like, you know, he just sort of seems like he's a ringer. He's got yeah. these great like stories. It's the Stig in a Bob Bondurant yeah, right? suit. Be funny if he's stuck in his suit. office and like open the door and it's closed and he's just talking. To yeah, him he's fast, like, like <laughs> trading stocks and he's oh, uh, is this the phone? <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's crazy fast. I yeah. love the stories he's got. 
but having that partnership means that we can start looking at other ways of of just getting our community you know access because yeah. a lot of people really want to do a driving school and it doesn't mean most this is the one thing I've learned about race car games most people don't want to be race car drivers no but they want to feel like one or they want to have the experience yeah you know like uh, a lot of people want to go skydiving that doesn't mean they want to become like skydivers yeah 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 they yeah, want to go skydiving yeah. same that's what uh, you know a lot of what racing schools do for most people who pay the bills for racing schools yeah most people are not your gentleman drivers even they maybe can use no. a little bit more time at yeah Monday. yeah yeah most of the people are like hey I've always wanted to do this my wife got me a birthday present yeah. I could go do it for this weekend Forza does that same thing. So it's not like people play Forza because they want to become the next Formula One driver. I mean, if you're a 35-year-old, you know, whatever, you've got a normal job. You do it because you're never going to go to fucking Spa. You know, because yeah, you know, yeah. I have and spa it's a right here, or it's a five, it's a sandbox. There it's you a go. place yeah, that you yeah. can say, what, what would it be if I took a bug, you know, beetle, yeah. and I threw an engine swap in it and put yeah, slicks in the back, totally. and I wanted to go beat on a Ford Fiesta, yeah. because you know what, Ford Fiestas are cool, but this beetle can beat it. What if I wanted to take that up against a Mustang? You know, yeah, Ford's allows it, it, you to do It allows that. you to answer what if. Yeah. Yeah, which is that's good. Why it's fun. It's, it's, yeah. games are really fun. And that's yeah. why we've got more diversity in this one than we've ever had. You know, having the E21 Grand Prix car, the Lotus, mm-hmm. right? All the way down to that Beetle and everything in between with SUVs, the Cyclone we were looking at. You know, having this incredible diversity. Do you have any of the old, uh, the old Le Mans cars in there or anything like that? We do. We've got the 787. Oh, the Mazda? Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. Does it sound as... It sounds insane. In yeah. fact, it's hard it's to like, balance. <laughs> Brain's back when in you're, it. Oh my when God. you're driving a normal car next to it, it, it the, the pitch cuts through the audio oh, so I can much. imagine, yeah. But, you know, you can't really do true... It's just like, uh, you know, TV can't do true light dynamicism because you can't really get how bright the sun is. Mm-hmm. Your TV's never as bright as the sun, right? It's the same thing with audio. Like, you think yeah, about you how loud a race car you really is... You possibly get that high-pitched, yeah. Yeah, so you'd need to turn up your stereo louder than it goes, and then you'd barely be able to hear the Miata, but mm-hmm. you'd be able to hear this, uh, you know, race car. So, and everybody else in the house would be screaming at you. Yeah. yeah. So we have to normalize things. And once you start normalizing things, different pitches cut through quite a bit. Yeah. Exhaust pitch versus a high-pitched uh, rev like 787. The most, I mean, I think the exhaust notes are the most important thing in the game. All, all you have to do is play another racing game that doesn't have that exhaust sound match properly you're like oh oh I now oh that's how it's supposed to be yeah yeah. if you're trying to live your fantasy your fantasy wouldn't have every car would sound exactly <laughs> they all sound like FRS's they all sound they, they do all sound like yeah. no, you guys you guys do an awesome job of that and it, it makes you. it so important the Aventador sounds crazy I'm sure we have some even crazier oh didn't you buy the fucking Ariel Atom V8 let's see that yeah. thing can we play around with that for a minute controller's right there yeah you're 200 million credits I want to try the Ariel Atom V8 while someone asked uh, we got, you've covered actually everything else everybody asked for you um um, how is it working IndyCar into Forza? That's your favorite form of motorsport. Was it? Is it different analyzing like an open wheel car like that or a yeah. car at that level? So the downforce that Indy cars and Grand Prix cars bring along is it gets into a tremendous uh, a tremendous amount of force. I mean, LMPs make a lot of downforce as well, but once you yeah. get into these open wheel cars, the downforce is incredible. The biggest thing, though, is the suspension geometry, and that's where we take a very balanced approach. You know, Matt was talking about the audio, the physics, the audio, the AI, the graphics, all of it needs to be improved in equal parts, in AI, multiplayer, all of that. So when we get the added power or when we get optimizations, we use that power in every place, a little bit everywhere. So the physics, we looked really specifically at the dynamics of the suspension and the dynamics of the tires. We have more tire diversity than we've ever had because of the new testing, the new variables we have. Um, 
but the suspension is where we had to really go back to the basics and look at the physical geometry of different suspension types. And rather than doing an approximation, which is what's usually done in rigid body models, the mm -hmm. physics that are in racing games, we did a physical model of the different pieces, the different multi-link suspension, the A-arm, and what have you. Now, that's visible in an open-wheel car like the Ariel Atom. But even if it's not visible, we're still modeling the length of the strut in this McPherson and the bottom arm and you know all of that. Rather than punching in a formula for, like, stiffness level six. You know, you right, or even having like kind so of a camber formula, that, something right. that just adds camber to the tire on a path, on a curved path gotcha. based on the suspension type, which is a standard way of doing it. Now we're actually modeling you, every pivot point and how it moves. And when you look at a multi-link suspension like the P1 or the LaFerrari, that's where the crazy science is right now. Mm -hmm. Aerodynamics and suspension. Yeah. There's like some electronic Koenigsegg stuff. Too, with yeah, the, the curves. Their triple sway bar thing and uh, yeah. the inboard suspension That's thing. cool, though. You can like you can change an actual virtual spring rate, and it will equate to something in the car. Like, if you change the spring rate on like the rear end of an E92, it's going to model exactly right that's how it that's how it ideally is built right? it will and the thing you can't overcome is if you have an inferior suspension geometry in the car meaning it does not keep the tires in contact the road very well live rear axle oh. exactly that is modeled and you can't really replace it yeah so if you've got a live rear axle for example that's going to be a failing of that car. You can stiffen the body, so we have body stiffness, yeah. and, and it's a sloppier, older car is going to have uh, less friction as it's uh, torsion through the corner. But you can't fix that suspension. So having the investment in suspension actually kind of shows the differences in cars very dramatically. So when you look at an Indy car, back to your question, the reason it's hard to do an Indy car is the downforce, of course, but also the suspension geometry is very uh, is very complicated. Mm -hmm. And having that right um, was was hard to do. Yeah. So it's, that's the highest level of complexity for so, engineering, you know, the highest echelons of racing. I've got a question. How, how accurate do you guys get as far as modeling the powertrains themselves and, like, getting the power bands to match the actual vehicles and, and things oh, like that? So there's, there's a thing that's kind of the model before the model, physics before the physics. Mm -hmm. um, the physics we run in real time at an incredibly fast uh, real-time update rate, 360 hertz. Some systems run faster. In order to create all the data that goes into that real-time system, we have another simulation that runs on servers that then gets baked into databases. Now, that simulation allows us to take cars we have taken apart completely and measured every little part of and correlate them with cars that we've only partially taken apart because we couldn't get access, like a, mm -hmm. a 250 uh, GT, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to let you take that shit apart. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm, I, I'm not going to ask them to because <laughs> I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. But... We can take apart another car, a different 250. We can take apart a car that has a similar engine. We can put a car that has a similar engine on a dyno. We don't have to get the same car. We can reassemble the parts. So we have over a 1,000 cars we've put on dynos. Wow. That's not a one-to-one -one relationship with cars in the game, obviously, because we don't have that many cars. But you need right. to approximate... You know. We need things that are close, and that's yeah. even for audio. We can make the audio of a car that we've never seen. We don't like to. Like, you could make a 250 Lusso sound like a 250 GTO by just turning it up to 12. Well, we combine the exhaust from this car and the intake manifold sound yeah. because we independently mic all the different parts of the car. Now, How many ideally, mics do you use per car? I think it's five, but I'm not sure. We've that's done a so video cool. on this before. 
I remember seeing it from a couple of years ago. There was a cool video on it. So that allows us to reconstruct cars, not just the dyno and the actual powertrain, but the loss through the differential, because we weigh differentials, but we can't, again, take apart certain cars, so we mm-hmm. take apart a different car that's similar, and we weigh it. So we're able that's to cool. Frankenstein cars together with an incredibly high level of accuracy, because over the last 10 years, we've been sampling and taking apart more and more cars and we get access to the McLaren P1. That's why we do strategic partnerships with guys like the Audi R18 race team so that we can get data on their race cars that nobody gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that helps us make Makes a better game. other race cars better. Like the 908 gets better because of our R18. Your driving cars are dicks, by the way. I just got rear-ended by like eight people into a wall. What's So there's only a couple cars, just due to cost reasons, that are modeled, souped nuts, taken apart. What cars are those? I'm, I'm curious. Like, that has gone the full, the tire data, taken apart, um, blah, blah, blah. Engine. Honestly, I don't Sorry. know, because there, it's kind of lost in the, we don't target any one car. We basically, yeah. every car we get our hands on, as I mentioned, there's over a thousand cars we've we've gotten our this access yeah. to. We take everything apart to the level we can. Right. So we got full data on Forza Motorsport 1 on a C5. R mm-hmm. and on a yeah. C5 and we uh, think Forza 2 we got an Enzo uh, and that is one of the you know hundreds of cars right. we've been able to fully deconstruct of course our cars like the the, M- the 2008 M3 my 2008 M3 <laughs> has been taken apart and taken apart and taken apart and taken apart all for data for the game well we actually that's, that's, why, that, that's basis, why it burns oil there a stipend for every time they have to take your car apart down the it's kind of the, the hazard of the job really I, that's how I believe the team should Obligated run obligated to volunteer your own car <laughs> absolutely I'm like by the way the aerial Adam V8 anybody. is fucking undrivable oh come on it's on <laughs> <some laughs> Bathurst turn the assist on Oh yeah, Bathurst. Um, Bathurst is, is the sketchiest thing ever. If like, you get like a hot hatch on Bathurst, really? is amazing. You're like skiing through the track. It's, it's such a it's such a cool. So track. you get back in your car after like the team took it and it's, there's a check engine light on and you're like, what'd you do? And they forgot to like bolt on a part. Or I've yet to have that, but that actually happened with one of our vice presidents oh, of no. Microsoft um, <laughs> five years ago. I'm not going to name names, but he gave his car over to us. Can you tell us what kind of car it is. Uh, yes, it was an Aston Martin. Oh, okay. oh. That's never going to go back together. Nope. Yeah, and it had a lot of miles on it for an Aston Martin. And let's Good say a lot of miles is less than uh, you might think. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Less than that. 700. And, and the, so the engine, basically, you got it back, and it didn't sound quite right. And he was right. It didn't sound yeah. quite right. And we called up Aston Martin, because now it's beholden on us to fix this car, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. said, hey, um, you know, we've got this car. It's got this many miles on it. And they said, really? You've got a... You've got a DB7 with that many miles on it? We haven't seen one of those yet. <laughs> like, like, surprised it made it that far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did he earn, did he earn a new um, engine or something? Well, yeah, so we had to do... We went to a, a race team uh, custom manufacturer to get a couple of parts made. Pro drive. Wow. What, yeah. what was that? <laughs> we, we've got some local guys, too, that are, oh, really? that are pretty good manufacturers who run a that's race team cool. for the Oh, AMS. that's what a shame. Oh, so the guy with yeah. a DB9 in LA has got 140,000 miles on it. He's been daily driving since 2007. You know, it's a shame when you when you lend your car to the company and then it comes back and they you know have to put a $20,000 cylinder head on it to fix it. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> you know, it comes back with so, 800 horsepower. Luckily, yeah, exactly. My car has never come back worse for wear. But my car's got plenty of wear just from myself. Just from right yeah, I right. tend to keep bald tires on the back because I don't want to be fast. I want to have fun, and that's what the, the yeah. E92, right? I, I completely feel you should see my tires. 
No, your, your tires are bald just because slicks. you can't afford new tires. That's true, but I enjoy the benefit of having no traction. They're exactly. called very rubber much. now. They're not tires. Yeah. Tires involve tread and traction. These they don't, they don't, they don't have the rubber. It's, it's no. the bare it's, state minimum, really. It's really uh, rim camouflage for your car at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's rim padding. No, I thought it was going to rain today. I was hoping. I was like, come on, rain. It's slippery. I feel the same way. I leave um, the office late at night and... Although you're in Seattle, so that, that wish lane. is granted yeah. often. Always yeah. for you, yeah. North we're supposed Cal. to go, we're going to Texas tomorrow to drive V8 Miatas. It's supposed to rain the whole time. That should be that should be interesting, right? V8 Miatas, yeah, like multiples. Yeah, CJ Wilson Racing down there. They got a, they got a few of them. Wow. Yeah. Apparently. Where, where's the V8 come from? I think it's, like it's an LS Ford motor. Right? Oh, I think it's an LS motor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miatas are almost always either an LS or an f- old Ford 302. The, the Ford 302 huh. is very common. Also, I yeah, think so it's I think it's the luck, smaller yeah. LS though, the 5.3 LS, not the 6.2. I think. I, the Pretty truth cool. is, I don't actually know for sure. That would sound. Pretty awesome. They're well, speaking of things that sound awesome, yeah. we'll tell you we we, uh, we drove last week. We had a turbo E30, which was very delicious. Fucking 400 horsepower, 2,800 pounds. I was in there. 2,700 pounds. Super cami at idle. It sounded like if we put the right cam, you make anything sound like a V8, even a fucking inline six. And it was it was an animal. It's built by like a 20 year old kid in a shed, literally in his shed. With like geese next to it. Who will be buying an Xbox One? 100%. Yeah, that kid will be buying an Xbox One <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he had like his four buddies there, and he built turbo E30s for all these kids. Huh. So it was really cool. And then we drove this thing called the called a it was it was a cyclone, but I call it the cyclone spelled P S Y C H L. It was 500 wheel horsepower, full downforce, the tailgate. Full downforce. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Like front front splitter, big oh, wing, wow. and and a and a huge ducted. The bed was ducted into the, that. Look at this fucking thing. It's a hill climber, and it's got a it's got a T fifty six manual swap. It's making five hundred at the wheels, mm-hmm. and the, the, go down. Show the show them the bed. The bed is the craziest shit because the bed is ducted into a rear mounted radiator. In see that oh, see the tailgate has the radiator in it. Wow! So keep scrolling down and show that looks like it has a hood the turbines on turbines in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. And uh, and so this guy lives in Carson City, and uh, and it was utterly hilarious to drive. This it was is the not... smallest, most uncomfortable thing I've ever driven. Did this guy? Oh wow! Yeah, right. That's awesome, <laughs> Matt. So this did this guy, guy build this stuff by himself? Or? He built the whole thing by himself. That's impressive. So we should get this guy in the game because this is like a psycho death machine. It runs ten second quarter miles, and it's it's uh, it ran under four minutes at the Virginia City Hill climb, which is very very quick. Um, like it runs, it ran about what like a nine eleven turbo would run. <laughs> Um, it has 13 and a half inch brakes, six piston brakes. It's all wheel drive. It's not rear wheel. It's all wheel drive still. So, totally crazy, awesome car. Unfortunately, uh, it did leak a bit of coolant on us, and we had to cut our chute short. But it's an experimental machine. Did but so really crazy. cool, right? So are they running lines all the way to the radiators in the back? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it runs on E85 too. So you have to take a twenty-gallon tank of fucking of bomb juice everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere you go. But that's coming, uh, coming soon. Untuned. The, uh, the all those uh, aftermarket panels on it, are they carbon or are they fiber? No, they're fiberglass. They're fiberglass. Yeah, they're okay. fiberglass. There's, it's, there's, there's no. Oh, the hood is carbon. There's a. There yeah, it's carbon. got. It's not showing here, but it's like yeah. a heat extraction. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. How it's is the turbo lag on it, by the way? Um, the turbo lag. Um, it's good mid mid range torque. 
I mean, it wasn't. It was a. It's a race car, so yeah. it's designed to be driven at high RPM. So yeah. you have to drive it. At I high was just RPM, curious, just because. I mean, it's a big V6. It's a 4.3 liter. It's so. a. No, so it's 4.8 stroker. Oh, it's stroked yeah, out. Stroked Holy to crap. 4.8, and it's got a precision turbo it's on it. Such it's a big V6. Six, 35? No. That's crazy. Big. I can't remember how big well, the Well, those, those V6s are just 350 V8s with the first two cylinders chopped off. That's yeah, all those V6s are. Yeah. It's, yeah, not so a, it's not what I'd call... Like, the comparison between the E30s in Line 6 and the Cyclones V6, mm-hmm. it was fucking nighted. I mean, the Cyclones V6, that is the most vibrate Oh, yeah. It's not balanced at all. In the history of engines. It's, it's not a good it's engine. It's a 90-degree like V6 at 4.8 yeah. liters. It's, it's like a 370Z, little... but much worse. Yeah, worse. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and the E30 is like, you know, silky smooth, delicious, yeah. you know, BMW inline six. It's flat, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. How was the exhaust note on the Cyclone? It was side dumps, so it was loud. Yeah. And the turbo spool was really loud, but it didn't sound good. No. It was not a pleasant like I mean, dump the, truck sound. I don't know. Thad could tell you when we were doing drive. Did it sound good, Thad? It was just noise. It's just a lot of noise. It wasn't necessarily good noise. It was just noise. But it was. I mean, wastegate sounds were excellent. Who cares about the exhaust? Oh, yeah. You got wastegate. That's half the fun when you've got a turbo and shit like that. Yeah. You know. With that, just buying cars. What, what are you buying? Oh, I want to drive it. What is that? A four thirty challenge Stradale. Oh, it's a challenge Stradale. Yeah, Thad has to have the challenge Stradale. Yeah, buy one. Always a good decision. So, Dan, what's your favorite car in the game so far? It switches around a lot. I uh, like when new cars come in. Yeah. So when there's just a variety. Yeah. So whenever cars were during development, cars come on in waves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these cars are ready now. These cars are ready now. These cars are ready. And usually, when cars get announced that they're ready, I I go drive one or two that really catch my fancy. So right now I'm already infatuated with the PDLC, which is why I was saying I haven't driven the LaFerrari yet, and I'm really yeah. excited mm-hmm. to because I've been on the road, and it, yeah. it just came mm-hmm. online as drivable this last week. And, again, just in time to yeah, yeah. ship I mean, on November 22nd. Right, literally right on time. And uh, I haven't driven it yet. And I've been driving a lot of the P1 because the P1 came online you know, back at E3 when I came and visited mm-hmm. you guys last time, like June or whatever. Have you right. gotten to drive one yet? Did they let you drive no, one? No, I drove a 12C that whole week. Yeah, the 12C but, is very, Which very is nice. awesome, yeah. right? But it's not even in the same No, it's a, yeah. So are you going to be rolling up to the... And this will air well after the party. Are you going to be rolling up to the party and something fun again this time or... I don't know. You don't know. Hmm. I'm looking. Yeah, at, okay. I'm looking at my. I'm looking at my PR guys, and they're looking away from me. So I guess that. Well, I've got a van. A, I think that the answer is love. our air quote SUV that we. I think that's what I'll be rolling. Air quote. You said uh, why is it? Why is it in quotes? What is it? I, I can't remember the It's one of those Chevy SUVs that has a name that, that you just can't even remember. It's like a is Venenzia. It, it would be a Toyota, Oh, a Venza? Credenza Toyota Venza. Venza, Venza. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's the Venza here in Europe. They have the Avensis, mm. which is like a Venza, but smaller. Both of which fly well below my radar. Yeah. I had not, so, yeah. you know, I know a lot of cars. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, there's guys, you know, especially listen to your podcast, you know cars <laughs> way better than me. But yeah. I, I can usually spot a car pretty well, and we got in it, and I was like, I don't what even know what manufacturer this is. Yeah. It would be I, amazing. I had to look at the, the, the steering wheel and be like, it's a Toyota. We well, it's were, always, the, we were at a, a restaurant the other day, and there was like a blue hatchback. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it was like a Nissan. It's called a Versa Note. The Note, yeah. Yeah, the, the Note, right? And I was like, what? I've never even... And it's like, they've probably been in rental fleets for six months. Daniel's like, review on that car was not positive. <laughs> you know uh, Daniel didn't like a $13,000 hatchback? No, no, he's, he's fair. He likes he liked the regular Versa, but he's like the Note, on the other hand. Isn't the um, Note just the the European Micra with a different badge on it here? The five-door Micra? Uh, 
I don't know. No, I, I, I forget you what he, me. You know what the answer to that question is? Who gives a fuck? It's true. <laughs> that is deep into about, who are, gives a fuck. You're going to the auto territory. show, right? I mean, you're doing press there, but are you are you going to be excited to see some of the releases? They got like the new what two series is going to be there, right? The so two series sweet. and yeah, it's good and then, uh, F-type Coupe. F-type oh, Coupe. I'm excited to see the F-type Coupe. Uh-huh. It, it looks very pretty. Yeah. It's kind of it's exactly what you'd expect. Looks F type with a hard top, real yeah. good. Yeah. But the F type's pretty pretty. The F type is sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's, nice. Man, is it loud? And man, <laughs> man is it known very very well for being one of Britain's loudest bands. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Spinal Tap of cars. It's so utterly ridiculously loud. I can't. The worst is I can't decide. So I, I hit I hit forty, which means I've gone into menopause. Years old or a thousand miles on your years old. Okay, menopause. Yeah. That's so that's what menopause. Are you looking at? So I was looking at the 50th anniversary, the 9/11. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And I got on the waiting list for it. Your pockets are deep, aren't they? <laughs> no, 44 months. No, you I'm finance it for. No, I'm just stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I lived in LA for a while too. Yeah. I, I know how you flip over cars. You don't buy but, it. Uh, you lease it. That's so right. every asshole in LA drives a 9/11. <laughs> Johnny Drama from Entourage. Mm-hmm. So, I but I don't think I just don't feel like I I can pull the trigger. And part of it is because I, I look in my children's eyes and yeah, I yeah. see their futures going into. Can you uh, see just douche reflecting in their yeah, eyeballs? Well, and look, I already <laughs> drive an M3. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's loud as shit. You drive an M3 you, and you have a scar. On. You can only get so much deeper from there, dude. Do your, do your, kid, do your kids have Bluetooth earpieces, even though they don't have phones yet? No, you're a leather ja- a leather jacket away from Alex Roy right now. But then very you, close. Then you get a Morgan. But yeah, then it's not a scarf. Then it's an ascot. Although the difference being is Dan does not look like Pitbull. That's he does look like white Pitbull, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He looks like oh, Pitbull shit. mixed with Darth Vader without his helmet on. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alex Roy never goes outside. Or have you ever seen? But, you ever seen Californication? Yeah. The bald guy oh, in there, yeah. Runkle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He looks so, like Runkle. All right, so Dan, you are. Have you driven a Cayman yet, though? A Cayman S or a Ooh. Boxster S? I've driven several Boxster S's. Didn't they just? They redid the Cayman, right? Brand new. Brand, all new body. Yeah. Completely new body. I haven't driven this. Looks good. Awesome. Looks much Is better. It? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's for le- just over half the price you can have a, of a 911. You can have a really nice Cayman that's probably going to be a better driving car. We so, drove the regular one. It wasn't even the S. And it was still awesome. really fun. Yeah. And you don't... We had a 911, too, at the same time. And the 911 was fucking off the charts. Really mm-hmm. phenomenal. But it but wasn't it was twice as fun for, for canyons. Cause the, so the ultimately, I go back and flat. forth. Yeah. I don't know what to do, ultimately. 911s are worth the money if you don't get too many options. If you can keep it below, like, 120... The 50th anniversary one, the thing that was really calling to me was not just it was, so I've never owned a 911, so okay. I'd be doing that, and that's the whole Metaphors thing, right? Yeah. But on top of that, it was like going to do pickup in Stuttgart oh, from yeah, a 50th, okay. of a 50th oh, anniversary yeah, yeah, yeah. As, a, as, yeah. A, as a guy. Autobahn, Swiss Alps, the whole fucking deal. Exactly. So to me, that was the really interesting part. But ultimately, I'm just like, it's a lot of money, and I'm kind of... I like to switch things up quite a bit, uh-huh. so you know I've been kind of going back and forth. So I was interested in that that Jaguar coupe, but yeah, I really want to be able They're to very, row the very gears. They're very different, and if I want to row the gears. Yeah, that, it's yeah. just that's just what I want. So if you want to row, if you actually want to stick, yeah, you want the six speed in the Cayman, not the seven speed in the 911. That's true. They're, it's it's they are intentionally making that seven speed 50, manual suck. But the 50th anniversary comes to stick. Oh, it does. Yeah, but it's a seven speed. The 911 is a seven-speed gearbox. The stick is? Yes. Yeah. And oh, it's not as good as the old six-speed. Uh, the Cayman 
is as good as the old six speed because mm-hmm. it's the old six speed. You go buy a GT3 RS. Yeah, you can buy a slightly used GT3 RS and be, there and be perfectly go. happy. No, there. Yeah. The 911, the new 911 is also kind of big for a 911. It's yeah. real big. If you like the 997 and have driven the 997, you will think the 991 is a bit of a porker. Hmm. Not you not in terms of weight, but in terms of size. Sure. Yeah. You like to change cars, but I will bet you if you kept the 997 4.0 GT3 RS long enough, it would appreciate, and I bet the 50th will depreciate. You think so? I, th- I think it's it limited would, run. I think it would drop yeah. and then go back up, but I think in the amount of time that you might want to keep it, mm-hmm. you yeah. could make money on because because now they're changing the GT3 RS to PDK only. So everyone's going to be like, what? And then they're going to go back to the 997. Right. You could also, for the price of a 997, buy a killer air-cooled Porsche and be guaranteed to make money on it if you didn't stuff it. Well, so that's what through. started all of this, was yeah. I was looking at Singer, which yeah, I don't oh, have anywhere yeah. near the pocketbook for, right? You mean but you don't you have 600 at, grand to throw at a Porsche? You should, is there going to be... There could be a Singer in Forza, and it would be very delicious, wouldn't it? Wouldn't so, be a Singer not <laughs> coming, though. Yeah, ultimately, there's, oh, another, reason, probably, there's yeah, another reason I probably will not end up buying a Porsche. Because you want to get sick because of that. <laughs> but Can you buy a roof? You could go to Germany yeah. and buy a roof, couldn't you? Insane. I look, you could. I, I was looking at a roof. Yeah, your roof would be so excellent. I, I am a serial, like, put myself on the waiting list of cars guy, so I kind of always have a several thousand dollars on waiting lists that what I just that, have You keep moving the money to the next yeah, so, You know, I was like on the RS5 and the Golf R and, yeah, yeah. You know, and the M4 and the... You know, just it's like throwing just, $500 down a hole well, I just repeatedly. One. Like I yeah. decide, I, and then I, the car comes out and I'm like, I at least want to have the option to say no. Yeah, you, yeah. With these like rare like cars. More. Yeah. Like, you're like the dude who doesn't do. like to date the woman, she just wants to like get the date and then you're like... Oh, the car's out. No, what do I want to deposit now? Yeah, you know, like because I do want to drive it. Yeah, I just don't. But you want, want to test it. drive it. Uh, and so then I think that in your good. analogy, I think it's one step beyond the chase. But you get a test. You could probably hook up press cars. Why don't you just do that? Just get them press car list, yeah. and then you can do your what Xbox. we do with, but not have to do any work for it. Because you just be like, I might want to put it in Forza. Okay, here you go, Dan. <laughs> he's he's 100% card. right. I would try that. You should get a 930 if that's what you want. Yeah, buy a Porsche buy a 930 an and hold it. It will yeah. make its money. It's clean. You're probably not going to drive it a lot. Or a 964 and... Turbo 36. Mm-hmm. Or in a completely different price range, one Series M. Which That's, I was, which I was on the waiting list for. Were you? So that was that one, one you should have taken. You would have, you could have done well in the short term with that. one. I still think that you is can when do I well. got my M3. Is it mm-hmm. really? You said it's good. It's just not quite an M3. Well, no. What it came down to is like I was on the waiting list for several cars at the time, and I was like, I think I'm going to get the one Series M. And I went to the lot, and there was an M3 there that was like... <laughs> I want that heavily, one now. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm not like necessarily a rational guy, yeah, yeah, but I was no. just like, yeah, that. Yeah. that. <laughs> and I was on my phone, literally. I was looking at the car going, I don't like the way it sounds. And I looked up Acropovic yeah. on my phone while I was buying it. It sounds insane. And I was just Did you like, order the exhaust before you actually signed the paperwork for the car? No, but I, I ordered it within, let's call it, three hours. That's you awesome. are, you are, That's you're great. almost an urban customer. From my phone. Yeah. That's so. awesome. <laughs> like yeah, they make the best fucking exhaust. Oh, it's incredible. I love their stuff. And so even looking at the M4, I'm just like, I don't no, know don't, if I'm going to like the way no, it sounds no. until... So that was like right when I, I first looked at the M3 when it first came out in 2008. And was yeah. Like, Nah, and it was not till I looked at it again. Was With like, an exhaust and on it and a couple more years of competition mean. package goodness. Yeah. They're nice. They're I really heard a good. funny story yesterday. Speaking of putting deposits on cars, I had dinner last night with two friends who both own car dealerships, mm. separate dealerships. But one of them says that, that there are people three to four times a month, somebody will come in with a girl 
and put a deposit on whatever the newest shit is. Recently, it's been 918s. They come in and just put a deposit on a 918 just to impress the girl. And then they'll never come back. So he said they make like three Gs a month oh really? for God. deposits that never come back because the guy's just trying to impress a girl. And I was like, so you're telling me that people will just straight burn 500 bucks and they hang on. It's cheaper than buying the car, isn't it? <laughs> like, fuck. Why don't they... The money's refundable. Like, why don't they just go get the money back? I don't know. It's crazy. If you're that much of a tool that that's what you're doing for a date, then maybe yeah. you don't care about the fucking well, money. Well, I'll tell you this much. Man. My wife is not very impressed by me putting the money on these cars. So I'm definitely not doing it to impress a woman. That was the conversation we heard last uh, in the movie form, uh, One. Have you seen One? Like the documentary one. on the, the number one. one. Okay. Documentary yeah, I was on thinking Formula it was like, One. Is that a Jet Li movie from like? <laughs> oh, okay. that's like, the I was one. like, what are you Isn't talking that about? One? That? Yeah. So Jet Li, he he fights Nikki Loud. It's amazing. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> Free or what, what is this shit? I don't yeah. know. Is this too dangerous? So, the the movie one is this interview with Graham Hill's wife. Okay. And she's like, you just, <laughs> where were we going with that? You started. I don't know. Money, money, impressing, not impressing, women. Not impressing women. She was like, she was like, you just have to love this man who who works all night oh, in the yeah. garage on his cars into the wee hours and then it breaks down on the second lap. She's like, it's such a, <laughs> she's she's like, you really have to love a man like that. Politely twisting the knife. <laughs> a little bit. She's like the, the, the nicest lady in the world, or just making the best joke about about car nuts I've ever heard. I made a I met a girl at the bar the other night and uh, she seemed very into me until uh, we went to drive back to my house and I had my minivan that night and she didn't go anywhere near me for the whole rest of the night. <laughs> I had to drive her home in the minivan. On, on the flip van, side, how, how's the Volt work? Does the Volt impress? I happen to have the van that night and uh, the Volt. But in general, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Impress doesn't impress. Anybody. It impresses me and I don't shut up about it. But it, the DeLorean is going to be. That's going to be my my panty drop. As long as she was born before. <laughs> yeah, I was no, going to say. No, it's not. The <laughs> Bentley, though, the from Bentley. the other night. Was, Matt is going to clean up in the milk Yeah, market. there was a girl I, I had a, a few disagreements with the other night until she noticed that I was driving a Bentley. And then her attitude changed very drastically. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Ferry, you're very interesting. Yeah. Is this a... What, what kind of car is this? It's a Bentley. You have a Bentley? Hmm. It's a Phaeton. I just gotta say it. It's a Volkswagen Phaeton. I'm gonna get a Phaeton and rebadge that shit and confuse everybody. Oh, it would would totally work. Oh, Dan Greenwald, thank you for joining us, sir. We appreciate it. Forza 5 comes out this Friday along with Xbox One. And uh, what other games are coming out along? We can plug other games. What other what other games are there at launch? Killer Instinct. That's Killer Instinct. What's the fighting zombie, game? With the zombie game? Dead Rising Three. Yeah. There's Rise, which is uh, Son of Rome. It's a Roman gladiator it? adventure right. game, which is actually it looks freaking yeah. amazing. Does it? Yeah, the facial animation is incredible. Oh, I think I've seen like commercials for that. That's yeah. very close to like television. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah. Like, the the cutscenes are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And there's obviously you know. Call of Duty and Battlefield and a lot of games like that as well. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic games. So you know we've already started at work downloading games and and we're cars and stuff. There are how long so there's an advantage. To yeah, what can oh, I buy a course. wheel for Forza? I think they're they're day and date. Yeah, the Thrustmaster is available. Is available at launch. Yeah. Okay, cool. You, you so those who don't have a wheel, you'll at least be able to get one that will work. And the Thrustmasters is fantastic. The thing I'd mentioned that as a creator, what I'm excited about is the tools I get to tinker with and mm-hmm. play with. So getting the for you that's triggers, a new wheel. It will be yeah. in this generation. So, uh, again, there are wheels that aren't working, and I understand people's frustration there. But also, as a creator, I want the rumble triggers in the pedals. 
Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. now that we have that okay. API, now that we have the controller doing that, yeah. I want to be able to give that experience to people and do new things with it. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that on this podcast. We talked about it last yeah, time. The last individual time. force feedback in the triggers yeah. is, is mega cool. That's mm-hmm. a huge. It's step hard to go back it. once you see it, especially for the cars that are really hard to drive. It makes a big difference in in the the really tough stuff. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, Turn Ten Studios on Twitter. Is that it? Yeah, what, I think what so. do you guys turn ten studios on Twitter? Yeah, we're just, at Forza Motorsport on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at the Smoking Tire. Follow, read our shit at uh, thesmokingtire.com, Facebook.com/slash/smokingtire, Instagram/slash/thesmokingtire. Um, leave us a comment on iTunes if you love Dan. Yep. Tell us if <laughs> you hate yeah, Dan. Tell us too. Either way, we win. Comments are good. They keep us high in the ranking. <laughs> yeah. <what> I'm, <laughs> I'm your friend. And oh wait, let's bust them out. I, I know they're in your chest pocket. Dan Greenwald showed up with a fresh pair of Dylan Optic sunglasses today. Not as fresh as you'd think. They're not. You, well, I mean, you've been using them, case? though. I've had, we got oh, a hard case I told. I, I offered a hard case, but he put them right in his pocket. Sunglasses are meant to be used. Yeah, you true. can use them and keep them in a case. They're, these are nice. This is a yeah. good combination here. I don't think we have those. I don't think we, we actually used have, to have these. Those. These look new. Aviators. You got like a yeah. They're the smaller like aviator thicker eyepiece, but smaller aviator. I actually think nice. we did have a pair of these, and Tom taxed them and subsequently ruined them. So when I showed up, people were like, "Are they dirty?" Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like the "No, they're sniper scopes." And people yeah. go, "Because my whole team, we're all a bunch of dorks." <laughs> yeah. Ooh. yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I can say to people to get right. them to just accept that they're good and move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Are you glasses fogged? I'm like, they're made by people that make sniper scopes and mini guns, and they just go. Oh, oh. <laughs> see, with you they go, oh, you're, you're dirty, and with me they assume I'm like sweating out my eyeballs. That's why. <laughs> That's literally. This. Are you sweating in there? What? It's really it's fucked the up. No, they do. Are you? Are you okay? Yeah, people are terrible. <laughs> you need to sit down. Oh God, we'll see you guys uh, next time. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll see you guys it? on oh, Thursday. Yeah. Wait, before we go, Shout Engine, of course, powers the smoking tire. Get your own damn podcast at ShoutEngine.com. Yeah, yeah. There we go. You can't 99. take your Xbox. Thanks, Dan. Can we keep this Xbox now? I have many hours Fuck. to waste. Do you know how many how long we've been waiting to keep an Xbox? I think Let's we're going to go show this to people. So oh, go sure. All right. Work all right. Just go take show the this controller. That's all they need. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep the controller. Thank you guys for coming. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you. Keep it gangster. 99.